Are you? This station is being brought to you via Nolsoft Shoutcast streaming technology. For more information, visit shoutcastshoutcast.com. Hello, I'm Derek Hagan, big star collider from Star Wars A New Hope. And you're listening to Star Wars on Direct. This is Josh from TheForce.net. When you get online, be sure to stop by the number one fan site for Star Wars for your daily dose. Our Star Wars news is updated literally a dozen times a day. We cover everything from the upcoming Episode 3 to the latest video games and collecting news. If it's connected to Star Wars, you'll find it on TFN. Post your thoughts about Star Wars. React to the latest news in the Jedi Council forums. Over 10,000 posts a day. Stop by our side of the internet, theforce.net, your daily dose of Star Wars. StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio on the internet. It's your home for Star Wars fan audio genre news, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas. With behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an internet movie database-style directory of the entire Star Wars fan audio community, and the only fan audio community recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound. Galactic Hunter, the place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures, to comics, games, prop collectibles, and events. Everything is covered and reviewed. Join our fan community in the Bounty Hunter Collective forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target. Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. Star Wars on Direct is brought to you by SimpleNet. With SimpleNet, obtain a low-cost advertising for your company or, quite simply, a space to put your personal website online. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Communications disruption can mean only one thing. Here they come. The coordinates right to beam is pulling us in. You may fire when ready. Commence primary ignition. 
welcome to Star Wars on Direct the Voice of Star Wars Fandom. Hello everybody, I'm Wilmitaze, coming right here from Montreal, Canada, where it's hot and heavy. Yeah. Because too hot. Too hot, too hot. My air conditioning broke down. Yes. yes. It's a Maytag thing. <laughs> Supposedly you don't break down, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We need some in we need some imperial repairmen over here. Yeah. In any case, I'm joined by my friend Lunatic. Hello, everybody. And Kit Donut Fisto. Why donut? Because you have to go to redversusblue.com. Okay. And check out all the the nice little Halo uh, movie th- movies they did. And Donut's the rookie in Halo. Okay. It's really funny. But you've been playing Halo for not 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 uh, not as much as I'd like. There you go. So you're still a rookie. Mm-hmm. So you're a donut. Yeah, play well. Can we call you Perv? Yes. Well, you can call me Perv, but people won't know what it means. Uh, (laughs) Can I explain? No, (laughs) just come to Montreal. (laughs) (laughs) People have to come to Montreal to see why I'm such a Perv. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just human. I mean, come on. (laughs) Anyhow, the main subject today is going to be the new official Star Wars fan club. We've got an interview with Paul Hans pertaining to that particular subject. Our secondary subject is the short story of the Star Wars Insiders, or Die Trying, with, uh, cha- with a nice little chat with Sean Williams, chat from Australia. Yeah. It's gorgeous, people, gorgeous! <laughs> and uh, we have, of course, the usual segments, Hyperspace, Star Wars Miscellaneous News, Community Update, and right now I'm going to go to our friend Kit, the Master Fisto, <laughs> how to who's going to tell us how to contact us. S-W-E-N direct at Hotmail. Dot com for the MSN user. It's studio at swendirect.com for the email. It's uh, the link to get it, to contact us in the chat room. You can reach us by going to the main site, which is http colon slash slash, if I remember correctly, swendirect.com. There's a link to the chat room. There's also a link to the webcam, so you can spy on us. Can't see me right now, though. <laughs> which is no, he's always cut off. Poor little guy. And, um, of course, we're going to review some movies as we do. Usually? Usually now. <laughs> it's like it, it, it became so, sort of a tradition of Star Wars on direct to review some movies. So, uh, I'll begin? Uh, go ahead with okay. Van Helsing. Van Helsing. I've gone to see Van Helsing this week. Uh, the story is basically Van Helsing is played by Hugh Jackman, who, who plays Wolverine in X-Men. He's a monster hunter who works for a secret order composed of all the religion in the world, and uh, their goal is to get rid the earth of evil. So basically, Van Helsing hunting is hunting uh, monster for them. That's basically he is set to uh, Transylvania to confront Dracula, Richard, uh, played by Richard uh, Roxburgh. Uh, who plans to bring to life his vampire children who are born dead? So they use the the Frankenstein. Uh, they use Frankenstein to uh, get them to to life. It's I'm going to explain all that. Uh, uh, and he's joined by uh, the last survivor of a, a long time family devoted to killing Dracula, uh, which is played by Kate Beckinsale as the Anna Valer- Valer- Valerius character. Okay, she's pretty. Kate Beckinsale. Okay, the movie uh, itself. Uh, this is an all-action and CGI movie. Don't go there to see a deep story. It's not that. <laughs> it's not a profound. <laughs> uh, no. Ah, uh, and I thought I was gonna bring my girlfriend. It's, n- it's not a drama either. 
uh, I would compare it to LXG, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but I think it's better than LXG, a little bit better. Okay. So, uh, the director was uh, Stephen Summers, has put all the classic movies, uh, monster together, so you got Frankenstein, Dracula, the Wolfman, and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, all in the same movie, and they based the story a- around that. Uh, the CGI is great, the backgrounds are beautiful, mostly dark blue because it's always evening, night, and morning, mostly. Uh, the morphing, the CGI morphing between uh, Dracula becoming a bad vampire and uh, the, the humans morphing to a werewolf are great, they're really great. Uh, also, the music is incredible. I thought it was made by. Uh, the one who did Gladiator is Anne Zimmer, but it was by Alan Silvestri, which I will buy the CD because the movie is is a big part of the the ambiance of this movie. Uh, also, there's two references to note. There's a reference to Wolverine, the character. Van Helsing uh, becomes a werewolf, a werewolf at some point, and with his claws. You got the, the same sound that when Wolverine uh, get his uh, adamantium his fangs is out. His adamantium, adamantium claws out. Oh, that's it. Yeah. And uh, when Van Helsing, uh, at the start of the movie, when he goes to the Vatican, the headquarter of the secret order, uh, in, the, in the basement, the, in the secret basement, there's, it's, it's like a James Bond movie. You got all, got the researcher developing gadgets and everything for Van Helsing you know sounds pretty cheesy yeah okay but one of the friars because it's mostly friars that works on the experiment is going to be the sidekick of Van Helsing throughout the movie oh yeah yeah cool and he's kind of the comic relief of of the movie the actor Hugh Jackman carries the movie on his shoulders he's the the best actors in there Kate Beckinsale uh, and uh, uh, is is okay as an actress, uh, but he, she's very beautiful. As all the Dracula wives, <laughs> okay. they're very pretty. Uh, Richard Roxburgh didn't really convince me as Dracula. I I try to remember all the Dracula movie I saw, and he's the worst Dracula that oh I've boy. seen. So it's not uh, that great. Well. Yeah, but it, it's okay. You know. And uh, you got Igor and uh, Carl, the the, sci- the sidekick, and Igor, the uh, e- the villain sidekick, who are both the comic relief of the movie. Like I said earlier, it's not a great movie. Uh, it's not the greatest movie of all time, but if you're, it's a cool movie uh, to see if you want to be entertained. And that's basically it. Don't expect too much. But uh, I think you'll be blown away by the uh, FX. So that's it. Thumbs up. Cool. Brian. Yes. You saw Mean Girls. I saw Mean Girls. You saw Mean Girls. Why? Now, (laughs) (laughs) some might think that it's... I I enjoyed it, I have to say. Some might think it's just a chick flick. It is kind of a chick flick, but it's also a high school movie. Okay. It's also a teen movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Lindsay Lohan is very pretty. Very, 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 very pretty. <laughs> um, 
and it's funny. It's written by the same people who do, do NS, SNL. Um, SNL has been very good, but lately, but they, Tina Fey, who wrote it, and she's in it as well, is not a bad writer. It's not a bad movie. It's it's a nice distraction. Is it better than Girl Next Door? It's on the same level. Okay. Girl Next Door is a little bit better. This is pretty cute okay. and pretty tame and all at the same time. Okay. I enjoyed it. Go see it. It's not worth. Uh, I'd say rent it. Rent it. Okay. It's But not even a matinee movie. Yes. Go see it's. Yeah, I'd say a matinee. Okay. That you can bring your girl hat. Yes. Definitely. She'll enjoy it. Okay. Good. And I personally saw Troy, which is pretty good. Okay, first of all, special effects. They were a little bit overused in terms of the fight, the fighting, all the fighting that's happening in the movie itself. And sadly, they, you, they, they, they didn't put enough time on rendering all the 3D effects and all. Therefore, all you have in terms of fights are blurred and blurry. One of the most cool fight of the entire movie is of course the fight between Hector and um, Achilles for those of you who have ever read the story by Homer and uh, no not Simpson and and of course the fight between those two is very very interesting very well developed but they, I think they, they tried to use the Matrix effect on the fight but it didn't work because they really are only turning around the fight again and again and again which kind of gets you almost close to being sick at one point so it's a really good movie it's close to the story still again um, Eric Bana does a great job as actor uh, what's his name Brad Pitt does an, does an incredible job as Achilles and uh, I think I highly recommend the movie if you liked Excalibur you should, sh you should actually and you liked Excalibur you should go see Troy Um, if you didn't enjoy Excalibur that much, I suggest it as a matinee, but it's worth seeing it on the big screen. Um, most definitely a DVD, because it's going to be packed with extras. <laughs> And Because um, Achilles, as, as is, uh, not default, but he is... Uh, yeah. Okay. He has his little thing. Okay. His special... His special his Achilles heel. Yeah. Yes. That's the, he has that's his the word heel. Yeah, he, he has his Achilles heel. Okay. And... It's like, if you don't know the story, you're not going to get it. <laughs> so ask someone. <laughs> But or read the story. Or read the story, because it's really interesting. It's inspired by Iliad, written by Homer, or uh, also derivated, like, The Odyssey of Ulysses. And, uh, it's, it's a really, really Is good U story. Ulysses in it? Ulysses in it. Oh. Who's plays him? Boromir! <laughs> Really? Are you yes. serious? <laughs> And he lives through the movie. <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> oh my gosh, the fangirls must be happy. Oh, they they're were recycling happy. Lord of the Rings actors. Yes. Well, they, they are so recycling uh, Lord of the Rings actor because even Orlando Bloom, who plays in the movie, is like, he's a total wuss in that <laughs> movie. It's incredible. Okay, just for Cheetor, it's Achilles. Is it okay now? Achilles. I kill I tried Achilles. But I tried. Yeah, I tried. You tried, but I, I just won't get it. In any case. And for Tiger Claw, yes, we will go for you. Go see the day after tomorrow. Indeed. Um, the other thing is that yeah, Orlando Bloom is a real wuss in that movie. It's incredible. And again, the weapon of choice they give him, freaking bow and arrow. <laughs> so you... It's just that kind of guy. It's just a comeback of Legolas once more. 
So it's not he's not that good of a of a of a choice for that ro- particular role. But I don't care, you know. It's it's okay. Just like give him a job. Try to separate him from Lord of the Rings if you want. But it's just gonna stick. He was in Pirates of the Caribbean as well, though. Yep, playing the same type of character. Yeah. Enough said. That's it. Move on. So right now we're gonna go to a short musical break. Yeah, time to go to the Star Wars subject. That's it. <laughs> we're gonna go to a short musical break, uh, which is gonna be Yoda Paradiatorian, and. Uh, we're going to be coming back after which Oops. after Tatooine TV that's it okay and uh, we'll be right back on Star Wars and direct the voice of Star Wars fandom Lift it, 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 lift it
about somebody, don't say anything at all. But let me tell you about Jeff. Hi, this is Crystal Craig. You don't know me, but I know Jeff Brony, and he is such a weirdo. But Tatooine TV is funny. Yeah, funny like a train wreck. And now... And now here it is. Tatooine TV. Tatooine TV. Commander Pilates' ship is now on visual... Good, good. What is the ship's name, officer? It is the Star Destroyer Exfoliator. She is painted it pink. Very rare in the Empire. I haven't met her, and yet, even now, she sends a shiver down my spine. Be strong, sir. <sighs> yes. Officer, is this the exfoliator on the view screen? Yes, sir. Open the hailing frequency. I'll let her know we're here. Sir, the ship has lowered their shields, and weapons are down. Hailing frequency open. This is Admiral Stone from the Star Destroyer Retribution. We were in the area, and we'd like to drop by. Yes, Admiral, the tractor beam is now fixed on your vessel. Come on up. Well, that was easy. Just keep a wary eye out, Admiral. Welcome, gentlemen. Can I get you to a Diet Cola? Uh, no, thank you. It's quite messy in here. What's been going on? Gentlemen, gentlemen, I am Commander Pilates. Uh, my. Thank you. Yeah, yes, nice to meet you as well. Now, Officer Contessa, please get this mess cleaned up. Come, gentlemen. We've just been through a light skirmish. They happen once in a while. How often? Oh, I don't know, but I can report that we were victorious, and our assailants were destroyed. Congratulations. It smells so nice on board your ship. Not like our ship. We don't use generated light. We use candles. It calms the soul, you know. Yes, it does. Doesn't it, officer? Uh, affirmative. All right, ladies. Let's clear our minds. That's right. Clear your mind. Just breathe deeply, very deeply. That's right. No, no, no. Just breathe deeply. All right, then. Let's move into the position of the moon of Endor. No, no, too far. Your chakra's showing. What are those people doing in that room? Oh. All our personnel are required to participate in a three-hour yoga and relaxation session every day. Would you like to try it? We have extra mats for you two. Oh, uh, no, I'm afraid we couldn't. We just ate, you know. You're missing out. I've noticed there are no men on your crew. Oh, no, officer. 
You don't keep much communication with the Emperor or other ruling commanders. Why is that? We believe that we women have something to offer the Empire that men just cannot. No men, just a powerful sisterhood that does our part to rule the galaxy. All right, and what if I had to go to the bathroom right now? I obviously don't see a sign for the men's room. Officer, can't you hold it? <laughs> just kidding. Go knock very loudly and announce yourself. Admiral, let's go into my quarters. Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I just got here. I'll be right out, Commander. Here's some Chardonnay and a salad. There is some concern regarding your actions, Commander. Why would anyone be concerned about me, Commander? Oh, <clears throat> my. What happened to your regulation uniform? I felt that if I was being interrogated, I should be more comfortable. What do you think of my Jabba's Palace Slave Girl outfit? It's so amazing. I, I mean, beautiful. What's that perfume you're wearing? It's a scent I had specially made. Do you like it? Why don't you come closer? It smells better that way. Get out of my way, Admiral. What do you want? Uh, we're just talking here. Oh, sure, I'll bet. I couldn't even stand up in that bathroom. Stalls were everywhere. They have four couches in there. And you know what the women talk about in the bathroom when they go in there in groups? Officer Fauna hates your hairdo, Commander. They all want more days off. They go on and on about Celine Dion. Well, Admiral, it seems that our discussion time is over. Too bad. I had so much more to tell you. Let's go, Admiral. One more kiss, Commander? Oh, come on, lover boy. Oh, all right. Yes, Commander Pike. Yes. Yes, I'll, I'll tell him. Yes. Goodbye, sir. Admiral Stone, Commander Pike has ordered me to return to his ship. He demands a report on our progress. I know this has been a difficult ordeal for you. I am going to leave this earpiece with you. I will help you through this dark time, sir. But, sir... You need to be very, very careful. Of course, but you have nothing to worry about. Goodbye, sir. I hope. Hi, it's Bill again. Thanks for watching Tatooine TV. This gives Jeff something to listen. <laughs> this is Crystal again. Thanks for listening, but never tell him this is a great show. No, really. I work with him, and the whole Ward thing went to his head. He thinks he's Nathan Butler or something. Hi, this is Bill again. Thanks for listening to Tattooing TV. This really gives Jeff something to do on a hot Sunday afternoon when he's bored. Listen, everybody out there, Star Wars is only a movie. Get a life. Get a life. No, but thanks a lot. This is Bill signing off. Anyways, thanks for listening, you Star Wars geeks out there. Crystal's out. See ya. Peace. Bye-bye. Tatooine TV episode 17 is a Jeffroni Designs production. See you next time on Tatooine TV. For full credit information, please visit jrdonline.com. It's only minutes. <laughs> Hi, this is Paul Rudish, the art director from Clone Wars Cartoon, and you're listening to Star Wars Undirect.
And welcome back to Star Wars on the regular voice of Star Wars fandom After a very disturbing and yet creepy and incredibly funny Tatooine TV From Jeff Roney Productions Jeff, never change <laughs> You are so funny I never thought that they could actually have some Really interesting people like that In the Imperial Remnants Yeah Go ahead, uh, Kid Fisto, say hi to everyone everyone in the chat. Dal, Sturge, Jiro, Goodweegee, uh, I, I love, love Brian, Brian. <laughs> Jeff Rooney, Ketor84, Mrs. Duran, Raven, and Tigerclaw. So you have an admirer. Hmm. Oh. Good, Brian. <laughs> okay, right now we're going to go very quickly to the Star Wars Hyperspace News. The Star Wars Hyperspace News will be 15 minutes today, and they will be very quick. So I'm sorry I'm not going to have time to tell you everything, but trust me, it's going to be worth missing out on a, f- on a few little things. So we're going to... We ask you please not to ask, not to talk about any spoilers in the main room of Star Wars on Direct Chat. If you want, you just... Prepare to jump into hyperspace on my mom. All right, stand by. Can't talk about Star Wars spoilers in the My Room One. Then, if you want, you can also go to uh, My Room Two and uh, give out some uh, some some questions for Paul Hans later on in this show. Um, what we're gonna do is we will be talking about. Just to give me a second here. Is that okay? It's on pause. <sighs> Doing a live show. Doing a live show is really funny. <laughs> so uh, please don't talk about any spoiler on the unspoiled forums. Please don't talk about any spoiler on the um, on the unspoiled forum and in the unspoiled chat out there on the internet. Just do it in the spoiled place. So we're gonna start the uh, spoiler ra- uh, on right now. Okay. Um, we actually had three nice little uh, before the helmet pictures this week uh, in the in the past few weeks on Star Wars uh, hyperspace, and uh, th- all three of them going back to the first one, uh, we have the we had the intrepid Jedi duo of Obi Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker working their way out the rusty innards of a Trade Federation cruiser. The second one was uh, very. Just a piece of technology, a T, that said we can rebuild him. Uh, we, had the techno- we have the technology meaner than he was before, meaner, taller, raspier, said detail from an ultra-secure chamber. It looks to be f- from, like, a-, a view of the actual floor. It looks like, like the floor, but it's, it, it's probably not the floor, who knows? I think it'd be more like the walls. You think it's the walls? I think it's possibly the walls. Okay. Uh, possible. I mean, who knows? Uh, Mace Windu, then, we had, uh, recoiling a forceful attack. And it did look a little bit, uh, scary at first. Uh, however, it was pretty good. It, it, you, you, you can feel he's really pushing back on something. Okay. I'm getting back on track with my hyperspace segment. <laughs> uh, we also had a news article that said uh, that w- in which we actually saw sheets from the script uh, that said stunt rehearsal 1000 Jet Lucas, and that means that Jet was actually used for some of the the stunts in the movie, and uh, it, it's been confirmed by Pablo and some of the details he, he laid out early, uh, afterward. The Force.net gave out interesting details about the first couple of minutes of episode 3 uh, so far it's exactly as we have planned it the um, 
there's going to be a big spatial battle uh, of Coruscant, Anakin and R2-D2 will be on their Jedi Starfighter, and Obi-Wan and R4 will be on theirs. The uh, new Jedi Starfighter re- looks like the old model, which actually was s- just cut in two with a Thai cockpit in the middle of it. Star Destroyers are not completely triangular. They actually look like two triangles over, an- over one another with a, with a pair of wings. So... It's going gonna, it's gonna to look mm-hmm. like interesting. The uh, droid which are actually attacking the starfighters are sphere which are open, and in the, in the midst of it, you can see a droid re- looking like an insect. Uh, the dome of R2 is actually going to is going to be removed by one of these droids. After a lot of uh, trouble, Anakin and Obi Wan make their way to the Chancellor. Once he's saved, the ship will start to fall in the atmosphere of Coruscant. Uh, we will see two new planets in Episode Three: Kashyyyk and Utapo. The Kashyyyk will be the, the planet on which we will see Chewbacca for the first time. Uh, you will recognize his, introdu- his introduction uh, from the illustration on the official site from last summer. Utapo is a city constructed in caverns. So it's an underground city. Cool? Cool. We will now be renaming the Montreal Underground Knights the Montreal Utapo, Utapo, the Unto- Utapo Underground Knights. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Obi-Wan chooses uh, th- That's actually the place where Obi-Wan chooses uh, This lizard, lizard-like creature To uh, follow Grievous Obi-Wan is on Otopo for a mission That could actually end the Clone Wars However, something happens And everything in the story Is scrambled up because of that little event That's story Ladies and gentlemen The last duels of the movie uh, that we will probably see are going to be Yoda versus Palpatine, Palpatine, and Palpatine has a red lightsaber. He is fighting uh, on board. He's he's first of all they first of all fight with their lightsabers. Then they actually use the power of the Force. We've never seen this type of combat before. The uh, actual last duel of lightsaber in the Star Wars saga, Obi Wan versus Anakin. The two Jedi will be on the same planet. Uh, volcanic planet, which are using the uh, lava as an er- as an er- energetic source. Hanekin, um, who's back to Obi Wan, can feel him approach, and he says something that says, "Blah blah blah, old friend," on a sarcastic on a sarcastic voice. The uh, combat actually begins. Hanekin and Obi Wan will be fighting on platforms that can move like like <laughs> above the lava. Apparently, they can control the, those platforms as uh, surfboards, but the fight will be very long, and it's going to be on the music of Duel of the Fates. The last image of the film is Owen Lars, Owen Lars with Luke uh, in his arms, looking at to look at look, looking at Tattoo One and Tattoo Two. Uh, we had some. Uh, we, we actually had one new. Um, web documentary on Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Hyperspace, and it was the uh, Hyperspace Video Village web documentary this time around, and um, it was a fairly interesting uh, web documentary. We saw a lot of uh, green, uh, green screen being shot, and uh, we saw Anakin very, very deeply angered. We saw Obi-Wan in a combat, we saw Obi-Wan walking with Mace Windu. We saw bits, bits and pieces of, the, of Darth Sidious. Uh, it was very interesting. There was actually a scene where we could hear some of the the script uh, being Captain Typho actually talking to Padme saying, uh, rest well. Padme says, thank you, Captain. And then she looks at, at, at her assistant. She says, I'll be back soon. Wait for me. 
who knows is that when she leaves um, uh, I'm, I was going to say Alderaan but I'm going to say Naboo now <laughs> or, uh, or, an, or when she leaves Scarrescent in the beginning of the movie I guess we'll just have to wait and find out the uh, one of the one of the other things we see is also um, Obi Wan and Anakin submerged in water, so it does confirm the fact that they actually shot something in water, a scene in water. And uh, I invite you to just like go to the hyperspace website if you remember, and if you're not well, you can just like wait for the web documentary to be released uh, to the general public. The uh, they actually. That uh, ILM actually released another um, ongoing update of what's happening with Star Wars Episode 3, and they mentioned that some of the t- uh, Space Battle Tri-Droids scenes will be cut. Uh, these scenes were actually to be happening in the beginning of the movie, and there were to be uh, further steps further steps through which uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin would have to go through in order to get to the Chancellor, but now they will only have uh, to go to, to, to Zerjuk has decided to drop these uh, space battle tridroids fights and they're only going to uh, go straight to the Chancellor and save him now. So we're not losing a lot of things but these uh, space battle tridroids description as it was on StarWars.com hyperspace it looks a lot like a Chiss ch- uh, Clawcraft. So sort of a TIE fighter with three wings. Like a Clawcraft. Yeah. Just what I said. Oh, like in the <laughs> Rebel Assault 2 game? It was in Rebel Assault 2? Yes. Oh, okay. You know, I've never played that game. It's okay. Even then, my computer wasn't powerful. <laughs> 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 Which is really sad. Uh, they now have 2,100 uh, visual effects to do. They have 141 finished. 36 of those finished have been cut from the movie. 40 are now necessary by week. They have 48 weeks to finish them. They have 1,958 shoots to uh, finish. And the date is still April 1st, 2005. And they're in the bleep. Poodoo. <laughs> Poodoo, yeah. yeah. That's what you have to say. Poodoo. Um, just like me right now with my hyperspace segment. <laughs> it's incredible. Okay. Uh, Pablo answered a lot of questions uh, from the fan. Uh, they s- he said that... Um, Jet Lucas will indeed be the pattern one that we saw pra- practicing with uh, lightsaber in the web documentary, and he will be probably paying, playing the same pattern when he was playing in Attack of the Clone. Uh, there will be some surprises in Episode Three, but don't await some surprise that will have you watch the movie all over again with another perspective, like in the Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, or Usual Suspect. Briefly, Night Shyamalan did not help George Lucas co-write the script. The title of Episode 3 should not be included in the documentary on the DVD of the Classic Trilogy this, this fall because uh, it's soon to be completed and the title is not yet out. So, it means we're going to have to wait. Okay, the following planet, and that's very interesting, are not in Episode 3. Jabihim, Handuin, Cardia, Kuat, Balmora, Flores, Lewisland, Kam, Lore, Columus, Arcania, Score 2, Clagdor 7, Yagdul, Svesvanya, Liana, Xagoba, Seria, Brentahal, SLS, Gindin, Atrankis, Ter, Haruncal, Berchest, Virunjansi, Grumani, Metalorn, Tepasi, Rendili, Jivis, Tifera. And how the hell did they come up with all those planet names? And, and what's the second name? <laughs> <laughs> so the second name is Anduin, no. for those of you who want to, re- <laughs> to re-listen. 
it's fun. It's the second time today I do this. <laughs> uh, the r- the actual role of Dale in Mon Mothma uh, will be the biggest uh, senatorial role um, in the entire movie. Uh, Oliver Ford Davis, Theo Bibble, will be f- filming some extra shoot, uh, some extra scenes uh, in August for his character, but it will be no dialogue. Uh, the the planet mentioned in the, in the Olonet news is not an important planet for the story, but its name is written two times in the scenario. So you know, I don't know, pit stop or something. Mm. Uh, there are no political debate between Palpatine and Padme in the Senate but those two have a couple of things to say on uh, at in other places in other scenes in the movie um, we actually got pretty cool uh, references from the fact that Ayla Secura is going to be the one playing uh, it was the one they actually shot some scenes with recently uh, the latest reshoot were with Ayla. We're going to see her only as um, an holograph. Uh, the, it, it took an all day to an entire day to actually shoot those scenes. Amy Allen was back on the set, and she had tons of fun. At ILM, at ILM, uh, the I, the environment in which Ayla was actually is going to be like this mini- miniature, this model, and the scene. Uh, with the, the scene they turn with the Jedi on a blue screen, on a blue screen will be added numerically to this model. Um, they some more Pablo's blah blah. <laughs> the scenario was left intact as they were filming this, the the movie. However, during the addition of the movie, that's when things evolved and it sh- changed a little bit. There is a character who is actually aware of the marriage between Padme and Anakin. There will be no. The, the word monster will not be in, episode, in the episode's title. Natalie Portman did not shoot any scene for the DVD of the original trilogy. Darn it. <laughs> Ewan has a scene in episode 3 which will be actually happening in a, de- in a, in a decor of, in, on a set of the original trilogy. Tatooine maybe? Who knows? Uh, Bale is married and we will see his wife back in episode 3. She was mentioned in the comic... Uh, as it was in the comic Star Wars Republic number 67. And uh, Ayla Secura is not the character of the Expanded Universe uh, making an apparition in Star Wars Episode 3. However, Pablo doesn't know if it's, gonna, if it's actually going to be in Episode 3 or not the famous character we've been talking about for the past few months. Uh, Peter Mayo will not be shooting a scene this month with uh, the, folks, the, other, the other Wookiees. These uh, scenes will be filmed separately, will be shot separately, uh, with other Wookiees, most probably. Forrest, Anduin, and Randilo are not going to be new planets in Episode 3, as I said earlier. They're not even going to be in Episode 3. And I'm going to make it it for the uh, Star Wars hyperspace segment, folks. That's going to be up to you. Master Fisto, trust your insight, we do. Hi everyone, welcome to the MISC News. Um, today I'm going to make it really short, only 10 minutes, because we're pressed for time. So, new collecting news, there's um, PlaySchool is re-releasing the Galactic Heroes, so basically toys for young children based on Star Wars. They're releasing three lines, A New Hope, Attack of the Clones, and a Bounty Hunters line, which they all look 
really cool and stylized really well. Um, they're also releasing Millennium Falcon with electronics, lights, and sounds and stuff like that. Um, Toys R Us, KB, and online will it'll be available this fall. Um, moving on, Attackus. There will be a new Attackus, um, Vader and Chewbacca um, in resin statues. They'll be available this summer, and you can get them, you know, everywhere pretty much, on the line, mostly. Um, next, Hallmark is re-releasing new um, uh, ornaments for 2004. There'll be Star Destroyer, uh, A New Hope from A New Hope, and Chewbacca and with C-3PO from, a tempor- with, from The Empire Strikes Back, Anakin Skywalker from Attack of the Clones, and a miniature... Uh, theater one sheet for A New Hope. You can find the pictures online at the official site. And our very own Nathan Butler, who comments regularly, will, is writing a story that will be published in Star Wars Tales number 21. It'll feature Jan Ors and Kyle Katarn and takes place after the new Jedi um, Order book Remnant. If we have time, we will talk really fast with Nathan about that. On July 3rd is Free Comic Book Day at participating stores across North America. Um, you'll be able to, to get a free Dark Horse title that will feature a Star Wars, Clone Wars um, comic in the same style as the cartoon show. So we'll look forward to that. It features Luminary Induli and her Padawan Barris Ophi. And it takes place, and General Grievous is in there as well. And more, and now into video games. There was a lot of news going on because, of course, the the exposition, the video game exposition, um, E3 is going on this week. They've got they've officially announced Knights of the Old Republic 2. It's called The Sith Lords. It takes place five years after the original. And uh, the Jedi are being hunted by the Sith and on the point of extermination. The galaxy is all agitated and the Republic has no force, no more forces to protect its worlds. You are, you are being hunted by the Sith because they believe you to be the last of the Jedi. So you have to choose your path. It is a, choose your path between the light and the dark side. Expected in February 2005. Of course, there'll be cameos from the original characters from the first game, and there'll be uh, new powers, new armor, new objects, all kinds of different things. Um, after, of course, now getting on to the uh, the original version, will be released on Mac for the first time. Of course, it was released on Xbox and PC last year and won a bunch of awards. It is being uh, ported to the Mac by Aspire. Who did Academy? Who did Jedi Academy and Jedi Outcasts? And it should be available around August, September. Star Wars Galaxy. They released a new patch for it. It, you know, ameliorates different things because, of course, Galaxy is the beta that you pay to play. Um, in television, there's new news that um, a Star a Star Wars show is really coming along. It's should be coming along soon, and there are rumors that it should take place after, um, between, after, after episode three, and between, and before episode four. So it should be interesting to see. Now, on to books. There is a new 
essential guide coming out, Weapons and Technology, and you can go to the official site to see the new cover and computer-generated images. They look beautiful. Go see them. Um, they look almost like they, photo they photograph. Exactly. They're, they're realistic, photorealistic. There's also the f there's a new um, hard there's a new book coming out called Star Wars Republic Commando by Del Rey, um, new paperback novel written by Karen Travis. It's ki it's based on the video game that's coming out called the Republic Commando. Uh, it's all about that story, and you can go to the official site to read the uh, synopsis. There's also the new cover. Uh, sorry. The, there's new introduction for Shatterpoint, the uh, paperback novel. There's new introduction by George Lucas. So go buy that. It's supposed to be really interesting. Um, and then there's a new ebook coming out by that focuses on Obi Wan, and it's it ties into the Setus Deception. And lastly, in this news. Star Wars was again mentioned on that 70s show, one of my favorite TV shows. <laughs> and Eric talks about how he gets, he builds his X-Wing uh, models and such. He's a big Star Wars fan in the show. <laughs> I really enjoy Like he's the reverend of his, uh, like of his church. Billy D. William yeah. yep. is the reverend, the new reverend of his church. The, the, the marriage Pastor Dave. The marriage counselor. Yeah. And there's Pastor Dave who's his, who's his boss, but... That's it. And calling right, right now we shall be calling none other than Cheeto84. Hope she's ready. And I will let you press little button. Hello? Hi, Cheetor. Hello. And uh, how are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Been waiting for you guys to call. Okay, <laughs> we're just gonna go. Th we're just gonna throw in your your intro, and I'll introduce the uh, thing you'll be reviewing for us this week. Okay. Hello, this is Peter eighty four, and you are listening to Star Wars on Direct. <laughs> and welcome back to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom with Cheeto84, who's going to be reviewing for us Nathan Butler's Episode 1 uh, new soundtrack. Uh, no, mm -hmm. commentary. Commentary, uh, co commentary sound soundtrack. Yeah. So, tell us what it's all about. Uh, well, well, me, Nathan Butler, does really good about uh, presenting uh, Episode 1 and his own uh, opinions. Really funny. Uh, well, I was thinking, I was looking at, well, not really looking, uh, through like a regular Star Wars point of view, and there's a lot of stuff that I did not know that Nathan just threw in at, from very beginning to the very end, like how it was supposed to be just the one movie, then the idea to be 12 movies, and then 9 to 6, and, you know, just little information like that. It is very funny. Um, I did not know that Nathan could do a Bill Clinton impression very good to add <laughs> to this commentary. Um, it's, uh, it's, well, I listened to it six times. Oh, my God, six yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You're a big Moadic now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, uh, well, like I said, it's just mostly just listening to Nathan just being funny and just all the information that he just gives out. Um, he just makes fun of everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I don't, oh gosh, I don't know what to say because you guys are pressed on time. Uh, That's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, um, go. I'm thinking, uh, Guys, guys, you guys are making my heart race. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Are the um, are the commentary like well based, or are they just like mainly historics or like uh, timeline re- timeline? Timeline. Oh, he covers everything. <laughs> everything from A to Z. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he covers everything from A to Z, and um, you know, it gets quiet in some parts. You know, and. Thing is, I couldn't listen to his commentary and watch the movie at the same time because I did not have my TV with me. Oh, it so I had to just listen to it as is on my computer. It must be funnier with the the, the image. Huh? It must be funnier uh, if you can see the DVD at the same time. Yeah, because of all the impressions that he does. Yeah. Yeah, he goes from Dave Chappelle to Bill Clinton to Robin Williams and. It's really weird how he does it, but it's very hilarious. <laughs> um, but, you know, he also talked about how a lot of people thought that a lot of the aliens were supposed to be like a, 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 a racial ethnic, um, like a Watto being like a, a, a Jewish uh, salesman. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like things like that. But overall, information-wise, he gives you a lot of information, a lot of it. Yeah, this went over my head, but for people like you, it would probably just click like that. It's it's um, probably a like a fan what what the uh, a fan comment on the episode one things that probably the producers wouldn't say or <laughs> about uh, episode one. More or less. Okay. More or less. <laughs> Anything. Uh, Else about the uh, the commentary? Is it uh, uh, you didn't see it with the DVD? So I was wondering if the uh, comments were really, really tight with the images. Yeah, he even gives you a countdown beforehand of him doing the commentary of saying you have to be right here before you start, or you have, you're screwed up. Okay. And you have to watch it with the DVD, not the VHS, because he also talks about all the new stuff that they put into the DVD version. Okay. Okay. Uh, but that's really it. Like I said, I didn't know how much I had, uh, how much time I had. That's okay. <laughs> you did a good job again. Yeah. <laughs> Without writing down your uh, your ideas. Your ideas. The so. thing is, most of it, I just remember how hilarious he was. If anything else, just listening to Nathan, you know, just for an hour and a half, just being funny. <laughs> and now Nathan's will have all the girls. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much for being with us, Cheetor. Oh, just to say for you, um, it's Achilles. 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 Yes. Okay. <laughs> and ju- just since Nathan actually pointed it out in the chat, d- did you knew that uh, Cheetor was actually turning bad in the new Transformers series, Energon? <gasps> no, I didn't. I'm sorry. Oh. My baby. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I hope we'll hear from you again uh, at the next show. 
Yeah. And you'll be re- you'll be reviewing uh, something. I will. I will review something. Like I said, Final Fantasy Eleven's been taking up my time. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so see you next show. Yes. Bye. Bye. Okay, folks, and uh, it's getting close to the hour, and we're rushing. And she thinks Cheetor Ch- uh, thought her heart was rushing. Well. Our hearts are really rushing badly because we're uh, actually on the verge we're skipping, of we're interviewing none other than Paul Anz from Lucasfilm. We're skipping our own comments <laughs> on the main <laughs> subject. Just and imagine. Just imagine. that. That's, that's how short we are in time. But uh, it's going to be a very interesting discussion then because we're going to be able to actually talk about it with him. Yep. And that's Directly. going to be so really interesting, people. <laughs> I promise you. So... Right now, we're going to go to a short musical break, and uh, we shall be listening to Work It Remix, Nelly Feet, Justin Timberlake. Yep.
Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. At SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by our team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Welcome back to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking now about the uh, new Star Wars fan club, the new and improved Star Wars fan club. Of course, uh, there's, been, there's been like major changes. Uh, they even stopped subscription to the Insider, uh, mainly because they decided to switch from uh, Pedzo to IDG, which are the same people who are actually... Uh, editing the uh, Mac world and computer world and all those... Really cool computer uh, magazines. Um, they actually came up with new bundles for fans, so everything could be ke keep kept as simple as possible. Uh, they have the new fan club is actually 39.95 subscription in the U.S. for U.S. fans. For Canadian fans, it's 49.95 U.S. as well, sadly enough. And um, we have they they also have an international package which is twenty dollars US nineteen ninety five dollars US and uh, they actually introduced a new uh, website which which is called starwars.com slash fan club and you can find all the information you need about your fan club uh, or your official fan club links over there yeah uh, anything to add Mr Producer no <laughs> okay uh, we are joined today with none other than Paul Hans. Hi, Paul. How you doing? Very good. Yourself? All right. Uh, we actually have a couple of questions to ask you, sure. but before we go ahead, we want people to know who you are, because uh, we don't hear much about you, sadly enough, and you're still a very important person. Uh, some of the folks might know you as Ghent on the Star Wars community forums. Fair enough. And uh, what exactly is your position at Lucasfilm? 
I am director of Lucas Online. Okay. It means that I uh, manage the online endeavors for Lucasfilm, uh, which primarily includes StarWars.com, but also includes StarWarsShop.com, IndianaJones.com, and uh, Lucasfilm.com, ILM.com, LucasArts.com, and oh. uh, some other sites that are coming up later this year. Oh, pretty cool. <laughs> Um, how did how did you get there? Where do you come from? I mean, uh, what kind of studies do you have? Uh, when did you become a Star Wars fan? <laughs> All these things we want to know. Well, I became a Star Wars. If you want to start way back that far, I became a Star Wars fan, of course, in 1977. Grew um, up in uh, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. For those of you who are listening, <laughs> um, saw the films and. Uh, By the time the uh, Jawas were on the screen, my dad, who I dragged along, had fallen asleep, but I knew it had definitely changed my life. And I was <laughs> old and uh, have been an avid Star Wars fan all the way through, including the dry years in the 80s, and uh, when there was nothing really going on. Um, when the internet hit, I uh, became pretty active on the uh, RASM boards, for those of you guys who remember that, those days. And um, when the web hit, kind of in 95 met up with some guys like uh, Scott Chitwood and Darren Smith, and we uh, started up the Forcenet. Mm -hmm. You may have heard of that little site. Yep. <laughs> uh, <coughs> worked on that with those guys until 1999, when uh, Fortune chanced that I had an opportunity to uh, visit the ranch, visit Skywalker Ranch, and um, happened to have lunch with uh, the Vice President of Marketing, Jim Ward, and some other folks over there, and... Um, so happened that the person who used to run their online endeavors was leaving. I didn't know that. But uh, we had a great lunch, and the next day I had a call at my hotel offering me the job. Man. So, um, Talk about being at the right, play, uh, right, right place, place at, at the, the right, right time. time yeah. Exactly. So, uh, and uh, it's been insane ever since. Okay. And now everybody's jealous of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... You've been you, you were a fan before you actually helped start the uh, the Force.net website. Oh, yeah. um, how working at Lucasfilm like interacted with your fandom activities? I mean, are you a bigger fan now or less or same? Uh, I would say it's different uh, in that it's you know it's now part of what feeds my family, but I'm definitely as big a fan as I ever was. Um, it, it, it totally changes your perception though to be. Now to know the people whose names are in the credits, those are now you know friends and colleagues. Mm -hmm. So that that definitely changes your perspective. It's it's a little more personal now. I think. Um, I think the most exciting thing for me though is when I've had small opportunities here and there to provide even just the smallest bit of input or uh, you know opinion to the folks who are actually making things happen. It's kind of great to know that you have a George is making all the ultimate decisions, but occasionally we can. Uh, Hear tiny little nuances here and there, which which is uh, probably one of the best parts of the job. <laughs> cool. Um, so they call you at your hotel. They say we got a post. We we got a position for you. Did you actually said yes at the same time, or did you actually talk? Uh, no, I did not say yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, largely because it was a. Uh, it was a trip. I'd have to move to the U.S. from Canada, which is a big decision. So I, of course, had to consult with my wife. Uh, and we took a day or two to think it through before, before jumping on it, yeah. Okay. Very interesting. And uh, now you have your wife. You have 
can we can can we actually talk a little bit about your your family? If you like, I have uh, <laughs> three kids, two of whom were born stateside. So I have uh, my oldest son is Alex, and he's Canadian. He's turning six any day now. And then we have uh, I have a daughter, Erica, and a son, Luke, who is uh, one years old. And I didn't name him Luke because of Star Wars. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were not gonna ask, but <laughs> since you mentioned it, thank you. <laughs> uh, very nice. Uh, tell him happy birthday uh, for us. Will do. Uh, okay, and now we're going to go into the more business questions. All right. Um, you actually helped out developing the new StarWars.com website we are now going to almost every day. Correct. Um, at one point, you decided in to open some Star Wars uh, forums. Yes. What is now known as the official boards, or the Star Wars community uh, of the official website. Uh, why would you choose to do that? Well, when I was with the Forcenet, um, that was also part of my uh, project of mine on that side of things. And it was definitely, the community as such is such an important part of Star Wars. The Star Wars is both individual, but it's also beyond that. It's not just renting it at home and watching it. It's, it's community. It, people, there's a reason people line up to go see it in the theater. There's a reason why the conventions so successful. People like to share their love of Star Wars together. And message boards, as they were burgeoning in the uh, mid-90s, definitely seemed like the natural place, the natural way that people who didn't know each other at all to be able to, you know, come and have live discussions and make friends with other Star Wars fans. It's not You don't necessarily know another Star Wars fan in your high school or in your uh, at your workplace, but you can go online and, and make these great friends who have the same passion you have. And I think that's one of the greatest powers of the Internet. So when we got to, when I got to Lucasfilm, I petitioned hard from the very first day. Um, as you can imagine, it seemed like a legal uh, nightmare. But um, I think eventually people came around and they saw the power of, of um, our fans being able to talk to each other in an uncensored way. And uh, it's been fantastic. We've been very excited about it. Okay, thank you. Uh, they are very interesting boards, but you know, one might wonder with all the other boards out there, uh, why not choose to actually try and, like and golf one of those uh, public boards? Um, that's an interesting question. Uh, there wasn't really consideration at that point in time. Um, Lucasfilm was not in the mode of trying to you know, overpower or overtake anything that, that a fan has done. Um, certainly, you know, we, knew for a fact, we knew that you know, the, the strong boards out there would, would survive uh, and, and would continue to thrive, and that's great because they have their own flavor and their own... Um, The Forcenet boards have a quite a different flavor than our boards, for, for example, but what StarWars.com brings to the table um, is are the, the, the more casual fan, the ones who aren't seeking out all these obscure sites, the ones who are more um, into Star Wars in a more casual way, perhaps. Yeah, the one who actually just like look at the website, the official website. But, but in much larger numbers than any fan site can possibly have. Yes. So what we have is actually, you know, um, a couple of million people subscribe to our boards. We don't have um, that many active at any given time, but we have this very, very large base of folks who, um, you know, have, have found a real home at, at our boards that is, um, it just has its own flavor. And I think those who want to um, find a, a more collecting-oriented board or a spoiler-oriented board or whatever have, have found those, and we're grateful they exist somewhere, but... The official site having something um, to set the statement that uh, 
has been great. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if that's yeah, that, yeah that's it, it does answer the question pretty well. Thank you. <laughs> sure. um, when uh, you, at one point last year, you decided to start the hyperspace uh, part of the website, which was a, which was a paying part for the website for some fans, and it was well received by some, not so well received by others, but generally speaking, it was a pretty good success. Um, the team was very small at the beginning. How much has it evolved since then? Um, Content-wise, you mean, or no, the the team, the, the team itself. How many people? Oh, the team. Um, well, since we launched Hyperspace, we haven't actually added any any members to our staff uh, on our side. Um, we actually added one member to our staff just just before Hyperspace, knowing that uh, knowing that stuff would get busier. But we've pretty much taken it on as a small team uh, as an initial challenge, knowing that it was going to be. Uh, You know, a lot of extra, a lot of extra work and a lot of extra effort, and we've, um, I think, stepped up to it pretty well. Indeed, you did. Um, will there ever any be non-Star Wars but Lucasfilm-related projects showcased via hyperspace, uh, as an example, uh, Indiana Jones 4 or non-Star Wars video game specials? That's an, um, that's to be determined completely. There's no um, definitive one way or the other. Indiana Jones 4, as you know, is uh, an on-again, off-again proposition, so we really don't know where where that will rest. Um, in terms of other Lucas projects that might happen uh, that are not Star Wars related, I imagine that the fan base for those will be such that it wouldn't uh, warrant someone subscribing, but certainly we will be bringing on Lucas Online's part the, the best of uh, Indiana Jones 4 or any other Lucas project going up. Okay. Um, how much... Because we've seen in the recent days that some people, some of the folks over at Lucasfilm, actually do read what's happening on the boards. Uh, and you actually have an alias, which is Ghent, on the, on the Star Wars community boards. How much exactly do you lurk on the Star Wars community boards? I don't, I don't like using that word, lurk, but how much do you read what fans write? Um, it really varies from time to time. I knew when the fan club was launching that we were really... Um, putting out there a controversial proposition, potentially. So certainly, you know, the weeks around that announcement was more than more than on a day-to-day basis. I, I like to get in there as much as possible, but uh, I can't say that I'm on there necessarily every week. But members of my staff, um, we have a small staff, but we sort of have designated sort of who's uh, we prime on the boards that week so that we in general know what the voice of the fans, what's going on, making sure everyone's happy. Okay. Uh, do you actually know of anyone else from Lucasfilm other than, of course, Bonnie Girl and um Bonnie Girl and, and uh, Pablo, one of the two of whom I speak. Okay. So, any anyone else uh, that we might uh, have heard at one point or another of? Um, the um, Mary Franklin, who recently rejoined our staff, she was with us last mm-hmm. last round of episode two. She's also begun start, starting on the boards. Um, she's our events coordinator and, and is uh, helping Steve Sansweet to plan our large Lucas, large and small Lucas events, primarily uh, our Comic-Con presence in Celebration 3, but also some smaller stuff you'll hear about in the coming days as well. Um, she's she's uh, an active board member as well. Other than that, it's pretty uh, pretty much my step, small team. George doesn't slide on there or anything. Okay. Um... 
Will there ever be any non-star... Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> I that question. Uh, at one point, there was a page that actually showed up very briefly on the internet, which was custom.starwars.com. Right. And it was closed at one point. Uh, apparently, the response from the customers, from the market, wasn't big enough, wasn't sufficient enough. Um, what actually happens and why are some of the popular items of star of custom that star wars dot com might actually end up in the star wars shop dot com mm-hmm. we um we launched custom dot star wars dot com as an interesting opportunity that came to us um sort of right on the same time we made the decision to open our own store but custom was something we were able to get up and running um really quickly because it was uh with a great partner and we did it all along as an experiment to see uh what kind of learning we could get out of it you know, as we were opening our own main store, and always with the with the in mind that uh, if the numbers weren't there, we would just take the learning and apply it to our real store, which is, which is shop that store. And um, that's what we did. So you can expect that the stuff that did really well at custom to uh, to slide over to the to the main shop in the coming months. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh... It's incredible all the many questions we have to choose from. Uh, some spoiler-free fans consider that StarWars.com is giving out too much information now about Episode 3, uh, especially compared to the last two movies, Star Wars Episode 2 and Episode 1. Uh, is that a way to sort of reduce the flow of rumors and spy reports that are appearing on fan sites? Well, first I would disagree. I don't think we have let out more information specifically than, uh, than the last time. Although it may seem that way, but um, no, it's not necessarily to to indirect response to attempting to maintain rumors and anything like that. We try with all of our plans. We make most of our plans for when we want to release certain information way in advance, um, and it's not necessarily in, in response to you know what what's hot and flowing out there on on third party sites. Okay. Yes. So. Um, I, I guess it's, it's possible, especially with the set diaries. Um, but Pablo always wrote things in such a way that they were ambiguous, and what you think you were reading isn't necessarily what you were reading. And I think if uh, if people turn around and read a lot of the content once the movie is out, they will be able to read a lot of it in different lights. Okay. Uh, one other thing that actually Pablo writes a lot about is uh, they actually he actually decided to do to open this, this little celebrity chat with him on the yeah. hyperspace community forum. And uh, he's giving away details about the upcoming episode three and like crashing rumors or confirming some others, like maybe not wanting to do so, but sometimes doing so uh, in in the same time. Uh, do you actually get a chance to proofread the details he's um, he's writing to the to the folks? We'll chat about it ahead of time uh, on certain points. We also. Because the staff is so small, we've developed a great trust and rapport that, um, you know, we have the general strategy ahead of time. So Pablo's pretty much, you know, we, we trust him implicitly on what he's what he's saying. So we don't tend to proofread everything ahead of time, uh, which is part of what made the diaries a great success, I think, um, is that it was, you know, posted right, to me, right away that day. In terms of that chat, um, we know that Pablo likes to have fun with people and torture them. <laughs> we encourage that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now you're going to build up this reputation of Canadians li- liking to torture other people. <laughs> um, 
recently there was a chat with you on the hyperspace uh, forums, and one person asked you, what about an online version of the Star Wars gamers? The only response you gave to that was, you're not Pablo Hidalgo, are you? <laughs> Would you care to give us some more details about such a Star uh, Wars gamer online version? <laughs> Pablo's been pet petitioning. He's, I don't know uh, if you're your listeners aren't necessarily aware, but Pablo was one of the uh, prolific writers for West End Games while they still had the role-playing game license. Mm -hmm. but he's a role-playing gamer from a long ways back and is always petitioning for uh, role-playing type content wherever it can come. So, um, Some of you who are Hyperspace members may have seen that we started a, a series called Hyperspace Fiction, mm -hmm. which is um, reprinting out-of-print short stories that are within... <laughs> Some of which is from the old adventure gamer yeah. uh, adventure journal, and uh, we will once we've sort of got a lot of the adventure journal up there. I think we'll be tackling gamer next. Oh, great! So, uh, so look for that. But no, it's it's a it's a passion of Pablo's, which is why I was throwing that back. Okay, very good way of saving yourself, though. <laughs> um, Recently, there are there have been uh, the the Clone Wars who have been released to the Star Wars community. Uh, for some reason, very recently, they were out taken from the general Star Wars website. How come? Oh, that was um, cartoon, part of the contract with Cartoon Network. Okay. Um, it was only available as a smaller size. For we we of course uh, co-developed those. Lucasfilm co-developed those with, with the Cartoon Network, and um, because of the way. Their programming always works. They they tend to have um, some of their programming available for certain windows of time, and then they like to take it off in terms of for free, and then it comes back on and and so and off again. So expect StarWars.com to uh, sort of mirror Cartoon Network's on again, off again availability of having that stuff for free. But we were able to secure was uh, for to keep it available to our paid group, um, you know, indefinitely. Yeah. Okay. So, if you want to be able to watch that over and over again on your computer, subscribe to Hyperspace. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, okay. But, sadly enough, for some reason, the streaming... Uh, the, the When you released the first episodes of the of the Clone Wars, there were some streaming problems. Correct. What happened? <laughs> the first episode. The first episode, most particularly. Um, I hate to uh, put blame anywhere, but the... Um, that was our first relationship with Cartoon Network on terms of Cartoon Network is owned by AOL, mm -hmm. um, ultimately. And we were working with AOL. They were the ones who were doing the um, the hosting and the streaming and that. And they, unfortunately, um, had some configuration problems on their server that was out of our control. We were just able to help them and consult with them. But I think we had it all worked out by number two. Yeah, yeah, everything was Thanks fine by the number web, two. Certainly things, uh, certainly things happened that way. Yes. And trust me, we know about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, you know, we, we know how stuff's going to happen every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, that's something that, that's been actually pointed out to us by a couple of fans in, e in our emails. Um, the Clone Wars episode have been indeed slower to download lately. Uh, is it related to the fact that you have t some constraints with uh, AOL or with Cartoon Networks? Or by lately, um, we... We're currently, as you know, uh, E3 Entertainment Expo is on right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. Video game um, expo. So in the last week or two, we've, we've had a lot of LucasArts traffic and a lot of LucasArts um, pretty large trailers and that kind of thing. So that's been kind of impacting general site performance, but we're, we're pleased for it because it's generating a lot of excitement about our LucasArts games. 
Okay. But um, so in general, I haven't. Uh, I can't say that I've necessarily heard that same report. Okay. Okay. Good then. <laughs> We're glad that you're receiving more visitors. That's just a good sign. The, the fact that the Star Wars community is growing, the, even if the, it's uh, with yeah, certainly even if it's with gamers. Grows when there's something to see. Um, we were wondering uh, because even for the for, for the, the the paying website, the hyperspace website members, the smallest size of the Clone Wars have been removed from the general official website. Well, from from the the hyperspace website, is there is it is it just that just so that you give the best quality of um, of download to the the paying cost consumer? Yes, that, that would been the plan all along. We were able to negotiate that with uh, with Cartoon Network again. They tend not to like to have sizes that big because they, um, on on their side of things, because they like, of course, people watch it on television, which, yeah. is the, which is the best experience. But we were able to uh, negotiate a bigger size for our hyperspace members. Okay, pretty good work. <laughs> <laughs> um, sadly enough, as any other website, there have been some problem with piracy over the hyperspace content. Uh, most of it should remain into the hyperspace vault, as we'll call it now. But sadly enough, it's not really the case. Some of it is going out in the general forums, and there's sadly nothing you can do to, to like stop people from just talking about the content of hyperspace. So, how has it been affecting the actual uh, hyperspace subscription systems or stuff like that? That's hard to say. Uh, it's hard to say what extent of people are um, looking at that stuff in general. Um, I know fans like to uh, imagine that some of those little websites are, are reaching millions and millions of people, but it's really, you know, typically it's, it's really only hundreds or thousands of people looking at, at some of those things. So in a broader sense, um, we still think most people are seeing it through, you know, through legitimate means. Mm-hmm. Um But, you know, like the music industry, the video industry, piracy is certainly, you know, eating away some portion. Hard, hard, to, <clears throat> hard to say exactly how much. Um, yeah, I guess your question was how, how much is it affecting us? We're not sure. It, it's an ongoing concern. It's something we, on, on, you know, watch on an ongoing basis. Um, but, you know, in general, I've been, I've been actually quite pleased with how the, the major sites, the major portals have um, come on board with us and, and helped us to... Control. They can at least on the official, in an official way, um, you know, not not encourage the piracy. So we've been we've been pleased with the majority of fans who've been, um, you know, honoring the intent and um, sort of helping us, helping me understand that if this stuff gets, it's, it's just like the music industry or anything else. If mm-hmm. stuff gets pirated too broadly, then the availability of the content is gone for everyone. So yeah, I guess that's my answer. Okay. Uh, very recently. There have been some incredible and tremendous changes in the Star Wars official fan club, yet again. <laughs> and uh, one of the good news that came out of it is that Lisa Stevens will remain uh, president of the official Star Wars fan club. Um, isn't that a little conflicting, considering the fact that the Insider will now be published by IDG Entertainment instead of Pezzo Publishing? I don't see it as a conflict at all. Um in that, you know, Lisa's just such an incredible fan of, of Star Wars that, um, you know, keeping her available to us as a consultant to be able to, you know, um, give her input was something not only was she excited to do, we were, we were excited to have her continue with. Um, 
he would never do anything that was uh, not in the best interest of, of Star Wars in general, and that's one of the great things about her. So we certainly don't see that as a problem at all, that she has her uh, Paizo Publishing, um, and the Insider will be you know, published elsewhere. I don't think anyone, anyone internally sees that as a, as a slightest bit of a problem at all. Okay. Um, what about interna- international fans with the official fan club? How will those changes be applying? Because right now there are incredible changes. When you become a fan, uh, an official fan club member, you become fan. Uh, you become a member of Hyperspace and the Star Wars Insiders for a number of six issues. And uh, if you already are a member of the uh, the Insider and you actually renew your your um, membership you will have an extension on your uh, Star Wars Insider membership. However, uh, well, you're going to get just like the normal year of uh, hyperspace and vice versa, right? Correct. Okay. Um, in terms of, uh, of international fan club, where, where do we go? I know we can go to starwars.com slash fan club and you actually have five countries down there plus uh, Canadians... And uh, and Americans and international uh, options, but how do they actually figure it out? Is <laughs> it's getting a little bit complicated after all? <laughs> Try to keep it as simple as possible, you uh, know, uh, while keeping you know, everyone's thirsty. So for for fans outside of the Canada and U.S. is simple. You know, we've got one merch bundle, and it's um, it's the best of everything we could possibly offer for one price. It's uh, pretty good discount over people who are participating in, you know, everything before. Um, outside of Canada and U.S., we have five official magazines still out there that are doing a great job. Um, I would rattle them off, but I'm afraid I would miss one. Uh, I think it's uh, U.K., Spain, France, Mexico, Germany. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, and those magazines still exist, definitely, and so we want to continue to have people to those magazines and uh, in the territories and, and keep up with that. But we also have, uh, we want people to around the world, and this is where we're trying to move everything, to um, a global Star Wars community. And so we, we continue to offer hyperspace to anyone in the world who wants it. And um, we have a, we've maintained the, the still 1995 price on, on it, the same that it was before we did the whole merger. For international fans, and they can participate online with you know with everyone on the footing as any uh, American or Canadian, and they'll also be able to get um, any shop benefits or if they if they're traveling to any of our official conventions like Celebration Three or Comic Con or who knows Steve likes to go on tour overseas as well, so maybe we'll uh, extend some benefits over there as well. Those are all you know equally available to anyone around the world, and we're excited about uh, being able to make that happen. Okay. Um, we're also hopeful that um, as things move along with our various publishers that we will be able to start offering um, bundles of hyperspace and those five magazines as well. We're, we're currently in negotiations around that. So trying your best to keep everyone under one roof, uh, keeping it also as simple as, as, simple as possible. Right. Uh, but not everything can change all in one, in one day, so we're, we're, uh, we're moving at the, at the speed we can. That's it. Um, actually, the uh, there's one there's one tricky question that 
is kind of a bugger for us, okay. ca- Canadians in particular. Uh, the f- the fee for the new membership uh, is thirty five thirty nine ninety five, as I was saying earlier, for all our American fans, and uh, and for Canadian fans it's forty nine ninety five, but it's also in U.S. pounds. Why the ten dollar extra fee? Well, first of all, that Canadian dollar staying so strong, I'm pretty sure that it's going to pass that American one any day now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hold off for that, and then you'll uh, then you'll be getting a deal, and people will be calling you up. Yeah. But, um, now the extra cost is all entirely actual shipping uh, differential. There's no profit built into there at all. It's all just actual shipping costs of the insider and the membership kits to Canada. Unfortunately, adds an extra ten dollars a year. Okay. Uh, does that actually mean that we will definitely receive our insiders at the same time as the folks do on the West Coast, and we'll get to see the images on the uh, in the magazine itself before we actually see them on the internet? They will be shipped at the same time. Uh, I cannot promise that they will get there at the same time. Unfortunately, that's not the area of sphere of influence that I have. But um, no, it's my understanding that that they will be. Uh, absolutely, you know, shipped on the same day. Uh, as you can imagine, you know, depending on where you live, uh, especially if you guys in Quebec, that's a little bit further away from California than uh, than Vancouver is, for example. So I'm not sure exactly how the dynamic will work. We'll have to see on issue 77. Yes. Uh, so okay. Certainly, you know, if if there's ways we can improve that, we'd love to get from the official board to see when people are getting things and uh, you know keep track of that as best we can. No problem. Um, now we're going to go to in between brackets celebration three questions and other questions. Uh, the tickets and outdoor housing for celebration three will most probably be bought throughout the official website, uh, most probably through StarWarsShop.com. Uh, your latest, uh, if I may say so, baby. Congratulations. That's, it is my latest baby, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we can expect for that service to be available. Uh, wh- when can we expect for that? particular uh, offer to be available to us uh, will it be announced at Comic Con and if folks are actually going to Comic Con will they get like some sort of special first dibs on tickets or something um, that's an interesting question I, I really uh, I don't think we haven't talked to this yet I don't think that we will be having um, any of that stuff available by Comic Con but I didn't speak for Steve Stanley's group on that, who's our event coordinator. Um, let me correct one assumption, and that is that um, a lot of the hotels and that kind of thing will be handled through StarWarsCelebration.com, okay. Okay. which is a co-venture between uh, Lucasfilm and Gen Con, who is running, uh, running the convention. Yes. So a lot of that external stuff will not be at the shop, although I believe tickets probably will be run both through the store. Um, you know, that's a question I wasn't prepared for. I, I don't know when they're going to I'm not stonewalling you. I actually don't know. Well, you have to give us that. We're going to get you at least one question. <laughs> exactly. Uh, do you have any other clue on what might be revealed at, at Comic-Con? <laughs> I know exactly what's going to be revealed at Comic-Con, and you're going to love it. And you, you just like, he's teasing us. <laughs> teasing <you know>? us, yeah. <laughs> Good torture. Good. <laughs> Good. Um, in your opinion, uh, just a personal question once more here. What is the best and the worst thing about Star Wars fans in general? The best thing about Star Wars fans is their enthusiasm and passion. Um, and 
Yeah, I think it'll be with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, the, uh, the, the worst thing is their enthusiasm and passion. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's it, it's yeah. it kinds of backfires. So one one difficulty that that we Star Wars fans have is that because of the nature of the way Star Wars has rolled itself out, um, I think we all do, and I mean I include myself in this. We all feel um, we all feel definitely that we are uh, that Star Wars is ours, and that uh, we like our Star Wars the way we like it. And even though that's not necessarily the same way. Someone sitting next to us wants it. You know, we feel entitled to to getting it exactly the way we do, and I think that's part of uh, the character and the and the flaws of, of our our group. Uh, you know, the work that we all want it the way we want it, and, and um, that's not necessarily the way George wants it, or the necessarily the way the the fan across the hall from us wants it. So, um, it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a double-edged sword. Certainly. Um, you know, when whenever we see anything, you know, fans really impassioned about something in a negative way about Star Wars, you know, we at Lucasfilm tend to look back and say, well, hey, at least they're still passionate. Um, that would be bad news if we turned into, you know, some other franchise who the, the fans just stopped caring. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're uh, we're happy that everyone's so excited. Great. Ooh. Or angry, or whatever it is that they are. <laughs> Most of the time, ha- happy. Um, now we're going to get into the very seriously implant-robbing questions. So I hope you can get a seat, because some of, hey. the, some of these might be disturbing. Have a sip of water. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the recent chat again on, st- on the Star Wars Hyperspace community boards, uh, one person asked you about the... Uh, the Saying of that George, that George Lucas said back in 1999, uh, when he was in Paris for the Episode One release, that he wanted to go back to TV, but with some experimental concept that would not be mainstream. He also mentioned on French television that his ultimate goal for the StarWars.com website was to turn it into some sort of TV network when the technology will be available. Uh, the question was, when do you, what do you think of these comments, and can we hope for a totally new Star Wars series on that future technology? Uh, your answer was, this remains true to George's long-term vision for the site and Lucas Online. Now I'm going to repitch that question to you, okay. and I'm going to say basically, with technology such as Real Elix from uh, Real Player right now, uh, is there any developments that we might see in the coming future, in the coming months, uh, of uh, something maybe from the webcam going to some sort of a TV thing? We don't feel like the um, mass distribution is quite there yet um, on, on the web. So George feels very strongly that it will be, uh, and that it won't be long, but that it will be there soon. Um, I... I'm not sure the webcam will be necessarily the, the first foray. I think that probably the first foray for us will be taking our catalog, Lucasfilm's catalog of uh, current products, and, and offering that um, via the web, via some kind of um, electronic distribution. Uh, and maybe it's not even the web, but it's that Internet pipeline. Um, and then probably from there would go into custom-made programming, Star Wars or non-Star Wars, that... Um, but also fill that same distribution channel. Because, you know, George's big passion right now is um, digital cinema, and that's where we're pouring a lot of our uh, concentrated efforts, is at least getting, you know, it's this idea, but on a smaller scale, because it's only going to the, you know, 10,000 movie screens that are out there in North America, for example. 
um, trying to get them to accept content delivery, deliver e electronically. Um, you know, it's ridiculous to put all these prints together um, and ship them out and all the costs that's involved with that, only to have them scratched in the first couple of weeks. And, you know, the, the third week showing is you know looks horrible, um, or even just all the costs of opening weekend. So we're we're definitely even in the online group looking at first to tackle that. Uh, the digital cinema aspect, and then sort of keep keep an eye on the, as it works into the home, certainly that's, as I said in my chat, that's that's one of the mandates we get quite regularly is, hey, keep an eye on that, that's where our future is. So, that answer your question? Well, can we hope to see a Star Wars TV series in 2006 then? Uh, you can hope for things. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> see, they're, they're trained to answer in, in, in the safest way as possible. <laughs> Um, very quick question What can you tell us About Star Wars Episode 3 uh, That it's the last movie That <laughs> uh, you'll see Darth Vader <laughs> And um, That it's really Really good And Boy Okay The uh, The uh, it's, it's interesting times For us right now Because George is in the Editing room And, and preparing you know, His final cut Before we head off To uh, To do any additional Shooting Later in summer, and uh, what's interesting for us is the day-to-day -day what's in and what's not in is different. Full scenes or lines of dialogue that are one day in and one day not in, and keeping track of that is is uh, quite interesting and fun on our side these days. So that's a lot of our three involvement. Okay, uh, did you have the chance to go to Sydney, and for the reshoot, will you be going back to, or wherever else they'll be shooting? I was in Sydney for episode two. Okay. Um, and when it came to time for episode three, I actually, it was just the time when Lucas Online became its own division within the company. Um, and I became director there, so I really couldn't afford the time. I, so I sent uh, my proxy, which is Pablo. <laughs> so Pablo got to go to Sydney. Um, and, uh, you know, that was a hard decision for me, as you can imagine, to send someone else instead of myself. But... So he got to go and became a mini-celebrity out of that, and he's going again to, uh, he'll, he'll be headed off to London whenever it is that we yes. um, do our reshoot. And he'll be taking the webcam along with him and starting up the set diaries, of course, and all that kind of good stuff. So everyone in your, uh, everyone who's listening to the show will be able to live vicariously through him as I do. Speaking of the webcam, I've got my uh, co-host here, uh, Kit Fisto, who wants to know, what kind of webcam do you actually use? I know we saw a picture of a, some sort of a camera, which could be connected with a Cat5 cable, but we weren't too sure about it. About, about it. Um, a couple reasons I'm not going to answer your question very directly. One is that uh, we know that there are security flaws with some of these cameras, so I don't necessarily want to point out what brand or whatever we're using, because that information tends to get out there. Okay. But um, on this hand, we actually have... Uh, we've gone through three or four cameras, and I've now lost track of uh, <laughs> the model where you, we have we have them all in rotation depending on where we are. Um, I know that we are actually looking to upgrade our system because we're bringing the webcam to um, Comic Con. Oh, cool! So cool. People who can't attend Comic Con will be able to uh, at least see some of the stuff of what's going on through the webcam, and. Um, yeah, so look for a brand new one there. I guess if you show up at the booth at Comic-Con, you can check it out yourself. So we have an exclusive information. That's it. <laughs> the, Star Wars, uh, the Star Wars hyperspace webcam will be at Comic-Con along with Steve Sansweet. <laughs> um, 
as we said earlier, you have a new baby out there on the internet called StarWarsShop.com with tens of thousands of different things to buy. And uh, sadly, my wallet cannot keep up with <laughs> what you have over there. Um, anything you'd like to tell us about uh, all the openings of StarWarsShop.com, you know, uh, surrounding the little... Uh, Misdoings that happened around the the official opening and the official reopening of the shop. Is there a question there somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, can you explain to us what happened? Uh, why you? Uh, why? What happened the first time? Why you had to close down? Sure. And uh, how, how, how successful has it been ever since it reopened? Um, well, first of all, it was successful that first day. Uh, we opened. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. We actually sold out of, for example, that uh, the green. Metal Giant Green uh, Clone Pilot bus. We actually sold out in the in the short time we were we were open the first time around. Um, yeah, what happened was we we received two reports of um, potential, and this was not there was no sharing of information, but there was potential sharing of information uh, from one customer to another that we certainly any e-commerce company, myself included, having been in that space for a long time. Um, takes dreadfully seriously the, the privacy of everyone's information. So with even just the faintest hint that that might be a possibility, we decided right, you know, in, in a moment's notice just to pull the plug, um, just to make sure that that didn't happen. And then we took um, a good long time to make sure that everything, not only was there, to make sure there was no sharing of information, there was no actual damages and all that kind of stuff, to... Um, you know, make sure that when we reopened, that it was, you know, by completely, completely airtight, just to make sure that there was no chance that uh, any of our fans would ever be negatively impacted. That that's our number one priority, far more than selling a few action action figures. Because realistically, at the end of the day, the shop is more uh, for us about filling a hole that uh, that we that. We, Collectors and other fans were telling us was out there uh, since the closure of some of the old endeavors and, and relationships with some of the current online retailers. That um, PowerShop.com is, is a service for our fans, so we wanted to make sure it stayed that way. So, um, we took some time, took a few weeks to just make sure that everything was ship shape, and then we reopened to uh, grand success. We've blown out of a lot of items already, and uh, the staff there is cranking hard to make sure that. Uh, There's new and exciting things there every couple of days to make sure that uh, you guys are all happy. And I can tell you that most, well, that all of the people who actually ordered from StarWarsShop.com were very happy. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed in the FedEx, like, $15 shipping fees for Canadians. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you know, that's what we have to pay for. But the good side of paying such a, such a high fee is that we receive it almost overnight. Oh, great. So, <laughs> and I'm in Quebec, and that's pretty far from California, <laughs> to quote yourself earlier in this interview. Thanks. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good shipping, and uh, the, the folks over there do a really good job at, as, uh, in terms of, sh of shipping things, like putting it in a box and very delicate and all. So, I know I had no problem into uh, receiving my stuff. Good. So we know our fans have extremely high uh, expectations on that front, so I'm pleased to hear That's it. I just hope, and I'm going to slip onto another question like that. Sure. I, I just hope that the next fan club membership kit will be as well uh, shipped to us. 
concerning this the, um, membership the, kit. <laughs> Fan Club in the past has always been shipped out of, well, not out of Paizo, but Paizo had made all the arrangements prior to that. Mm-hmm. Um, now that Lucas Online is involved with the club, we're actually, all the shipping will be handled out of the same facility that ships for our shop, so you should be seeing similar similar good results. Here. Very good, then. Or uh, if you've already have 2004 kit, you're too late, but the 2005 kit should come to you great. Okay, what can we expect to see in that 2005 kit? Oh, that's too early to say. No. Um, <laughs> obviously, you know, people people have reacted really well to uh, letters from George, so we'll make sure that he takes some time for us to, uh, to get a new letter out there. But in terms of everything else, we'd actually very much love people are... The kit's kind of young in its life to, to know definitively what people have enjoyed or not enjoyed, so... Again, feedback on on our on the StarWars.com message boards would be great. Did you like the action figure backgrounds? Did you like the posters, the stickers, the postcards? What was your favorite part? Any suggestions? We're very open to. Okay. Well, maybe you should ship a nice silver action figure in the next membership. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would be really cool. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to go to the fan questions now from the chat. Uh, we have Dirge asking, is Pizzo, is Pizzo completely off the fan club project and who's leaving the magazine as a result of the switch? Basically, uh, will we see the same, cr- uh, the same columns as, we u- as we're used to see right now or will we see different columns with new editors and stuff? Uh, good question. Um, Pizzo is completely 100% off the project as of right now with the exception of um, you know, dealing with any... Um, transitional type issues. Um, there will be a brand new editor of, um, of Star Wars Insider, so that that hasn't been announced yet who that will be, but um, there will be a new editor. However, the we think the most popular columns we've been hearing about, for example, Steve Sansui's Scouting the Galaxy, Pablo Hidalgo's uh, Q&A, uh, yep. Bantha Track is staying with the same editor. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the um, the Prequel updates with Rick, um, all that kind of good stuff, and most of the most of the writing from the Insider in the last couple of years has been through freelance um, freelance writers who are not directly connected to Paizo, and we are certainly hoping that uh, a lot of those will come along with us. So, I think we're, we're hoping to keep the best of what's been there. We're also um, we think there's probably room for improvement in certain areas as well. So we're we're really excited about the fresh new blood that uh, IDG brings. Along with the magazines you listed, one of the ones that we're most excited that they publish is Game Pro Magazine, which is, is just, in the gaming world, a phenomenal um, magazine, both in terms of their style and their and their substance. And we, we think they've brought already some fantastic ideas. So um, look for issues 77 and 78 to start to make some exciting changes as well. Okay. Uh, we've got one of our very good friends asking, asking us a question about the uh, boards, which are soon to be going, ongoing uh, some transformation, as we've heard from you. Yes. Um, how does one go about becoming a purple VIP on the StarWars.com forums? Does one story in the Star Wars tales do it? Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, first of all, if you have the purple, uh, you have the purple name, that also means... You have to, as a prerequisite, have the uh, Lucasfilm implant chip planted in your brain to make sure that you don't say things you're not supposed to. Okay. But, so whoever it is, you know, they have to once they if they can give me their uh, their serial number for their Lucasfilm implant, they can probably make them purple. 
You will sure do. We'll we'll see we'll see to tell him about this. <laughs> We've been told very delicate situation about the uh, implantation of the Lucasfilm chip, and we're scared I'm now. Of course, teasing maybe. <laughs> yes. Um, going back to the Star Wars Insider, uh, we've we've seen a. A little. We we've seen the cover of the next Insider number seventy-seven. Uh, you have. I think so. It's isn't it out there on the internet? Number seventy-six. You mean the uh, the one with the um, all the concept art on it? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. That's the art the, the art concept and stuff. Uh, is this actually preparing us to the layout con- the, the the new layout changes that we're going to see? Not at all. That issue was completely finished um, prior to well. I mean, we knew the change was happening, but that issue was done purely with the Paizo staff and not at all with the um, IDG staff. So look for the next issue, 77, which is scheduled to come out sometime in July, to be um, a transitional issue. It'll have some of the new look and some of the old look, and then probably the full-blown layout style changes and and other changes in the issue following that, which I think is August or September. Okay. Will we see some more publicity uh, inserted into the Insider? Because that's something we've seen for the past couple of uh, of publishing house now. And uh, some fans that we got on the chat right now are wondering if we're going to see some more publicity in there or not. I'm not quite sure what you mean by that. Can you clarify a little bit? Uh, well, ads, basically, advertising. Ads. We hope so. Um, we think that ads are an important... Um, Partially because fans actually like to see ads. When you, when you pick up a magazine, certainly part of it is to uh, see what's cool and what's, what's happening, um, not just in editorial form, but what people are advertising with. But also, um, of course, to keep the magazine as cheap as possible for the fans and also to, uh, you know, to fund extra pages and all that kind of good stuff. So we're optimistic that um, IDG, this is their day-in, day-out business, and they're, you know, they're a huge publisher out there. And we're... we're they, That's it. They do a great job with uh, such great magazine as Macworld, which will make a smile. My friend Kit Fisto right next to me. Uh, I think they do uh, Windows as well. I'm not sure, but they do. They do tons and tons of uh, of publishing. If you want, you can go to their website and check it out. Yeah, they have Uh, thousands of titles. That's it. It's it's they're they're really good, and uh, I I must tell you, I can't wait to see a ticker. Uh, insider get into my uh, my mailbox because um, it's it's definitely going to be uh, something very interesting to to see. Um, anything you'd like to promote before we uh, go to the Star Wars on Direct line? Um, promote well. Obviously, you know we we have. Um, I'll, I'll tease you with one thing coming up on hyperspace, I guess, and that would be um, in my in our last few rounds of uh, chats, we've been alluding to a. a um, a 3D photo series coming up and uh, on hyperspace. And I can let you know that's actually going to be, be debuting on June 1st. Okay. So uh, those of you who are interested in seeing something pretty new and exciting for Star Wars, check us out on June 1st. That sounds 3D. very good. Thank you very much. Um, we know anything you can tell us about the new change coming to the to the boards? Are we going to be still stuck with this 1,000 character limit? <laughs> we'll still be stuck with a thousand character limit, unfortunately. Um, that is that is for a couple. Of, it's, it's mainly to safeguard Lucasfilm, and also to uh, keep you guys abbreviated. Some of you would go on and on and on and on. <laughs> it's not stopping me so far. <laughs> 
it's it's just that you know slight. It's like a speed bump in in the parking lot. You know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so we, we, we're uh, you know the boards are going to get a new look, um, and we're upgrading our software to the latest uh, revisions with some new new features for the users, as well as uh, primarily you're going to see a big reorganization and a lot of new boards out there. Okay. A lot of new discussion type things that uh, you'll hear about soon. Can we expect to see some more uh, moderators to show up on the boards as well? Uh, probably. And like more asked on their forums, their own forums to moderate. Uh, well, I know this is a sore point for you, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, our moderators do a fantastic job, and uh, no, they do a, they do an incredible job. Part of what uh, part of what is my ongoing joy is that they handle a lot of these issues without me ever knowing about them. So um, we have. We don't bulk up just on in terms of numbers, but we we make sure that we find the right personality and the right, um, you know, and the right sensibility of a, of a person. That that drives more of, of bringing someone on board rather than, um, you know, needing needing to meet a sheer volume of numbers. That said, I think that our, our new boards. Uh, I'm out there right now, actually talking to, to some folks, and um, they're definitely going to be a, a major influx. So, um, hopefully, that's a good thing. Definitely. Uh, well, I think that some... Okay, well, just so you can actually push the product some more because some folks, some folks are actually asking for it because of the internet threat mistreating the, uh, the, the hyperspace, uh, the, the actual hyperspace product on StarWars.com. Mm-hmm. Can you give out the perks of joining hyperspace and why some people should, uh, should actually do so? And You're not talking about hyperspace, the official Star Wars fan club, which is a big package and not just the online portion. Um, we're pretty excited about that as a, as a package. You get, of course, uh, within North America, you, you get the description of the Insider Magazine, which is only getting bigger and better. And um, we still feel is, is a fantastic, tangible um, thing that our fans desire and be able to put on their shelf and, and uh, look at again and again. You, of course, get a year's worth of our online content, which is, I think, for those who have participated in hyperspace so far, would agree that um, has been well worth worth their money and the kind of fly on the wall access we've been able to provide to everyone to looking at the episode three not just unique for a Star Wars movie but unique for any movie. There's no movie out there that's had a webcam, an uncensored webcam, an uncensored guy on the set be able to write whatever he wants every single day and and sort of let you feel like you're there. Um, plus access to the Lucasfilm Vault that we've been we've been had um, great success with. So there's that. There's um, also of course our Star Wars shop, which our members and you haven't seen this yet, but you'll the announced coming soon. There'll be both um, discounts for members as well as um, we're coming up with some exclusive products that will be members only products as well as some other products, some of our our cool stuff we have coming up, we have reserved um, the first purchase right to our members. So if if our members, you know, make the product sell out, so be it. Uh, That's cool. Um, <laughs> also, offline benefits like it, we're, we have some great stuff planned for Comic Con and for Celebration Three that'll be exclusive for members. And I've forgotten a couple of things. What am I forgetting? Or membership kit, which is exclusive to us, which um, we know a lot of fans still get excited about. And check out <laughs> StarWars.com/slash/fanclub to, to see the rest of the exciting. Uh, 
of those perks. And of course, the uh, StarWars.com slash fan club website is also a very good reference site for all of those international fans listening to us right now, because you can check out if your country actually has an international, uh, an official fan club, or you can actually just subscribe to the official international fan club uh, from that website directly. Um, right now, we're going to do what we do with all of our guests. We're going to do the uh, Star Wars on Direct Liner. Uh, so just to rehearse it with you, you're only, only going to say, Hi, my name is Paul Hans, director of Lucas Online, and you are listening to Star Wars on Direct. Are you ready? I'm ready. And you can go now. Hello, this is Paul Hans, director of Lucas Online, and you're listening to On Direct, Star Wars On Direct. <laughs> We're going to have to do it again. <laughs> but it's okay. It's Star Wars on direct, right? Yeah. Star Wars on direct. Yeah. Right. All right. Tell me when I can go. You can go now. Hello, this is Paul Enns, director of Lucas Online, and you're listening to Star Wars on direct. That's perfect. That's perfect. Thank you very much for being with us, Paul. You're uh, right now, our dear fans listening to us, we're going to go to a short musical break. Uh, we're going to start it off listening to Mama from Genesis, and uh, we'll be right back to Star Wars on direct right after this musical break. Okay. Thank you. 
At SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by our team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Welcome back to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom and ladies and gentlemen. Uh, right now I've got my friend Kit Fisto handing out the cover of Or Die Trying, uh, the uh, new short story in the Star Wars Insider, uh, the, latest, the latest Star Wars Insider, Star Wars Insider number 75. And uh, we have our friend uh, Sean William on the line with us right now. And we're going to be going back to Sean in about a minute. But right now, I wanted to remind you folks that you heard it first on Star Wars on Direct that June 1st will be the launching date for the 3D QuickTime VR uh, pictures on StarWars.com. That's right. You've heard it first here on Star Wars on Direct. And uh, you also heard first that the newest members of the Star Wars, the, of the new Star Wars fan club will be getting discounts and perks in terms of products as well from StarWarsShop.com. And the webcam with, uh, of the Hyperspace service will be at Comic-Con. Will be at Comic-Con following Steve Sansweet and his uh, convention tour for the summer. So... That was pretty cool. And now we're going to go back to our very good friend, Sean yeah. Williams. A little bit of introduction. He is the co-author of the New Jedi Order <laughs> trilogy for Seretic and numerous sci-fi fantasy novels. Star Wars Under It. Welcome for the fourth time, Mr. Sean Williams. Hi, Sean. Guys. Hi, guys. Nice to be back. <laughs> <laughs> and what have you uh, been up to since uh, the last time we spoke? Um, oh, uh, writing lots more books. Um, <laughs> finished finished two books. I think we last since we last spoke. Okay, which are writing and sorry. Which uh, which are which be- uh, a new novel with Shane uh, called Geodesica Ascent that's coming out January next year, and uh, a solo fantasy novel called The Crooked Letter, which I've been working on for quite a while, but it's just about to go to the printers, so it's about as good as I can possibly make it. <laughs> that's great. Let it go now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now you uh, you recently wrote the short story Or Die Trying, published in the Star Wars Insider 75, which featured Jaina. Uh, what's the story about? The story's about uh, it's it's a sort of a, a, a side step from our third Force Heretic novel uh, mm-hmm. reunion, uh, set on um, the world that's the setting for the beginning of that novel, and it's about Jaina seeking the makers of the human replica droid. Uh, that uh, caused so much problems in book two in um, Refugee Uh, and uh, she confronts maybe not the maker or the creator but certainly perhaps the marketer or the sales manager of the company um, ODT that manufactures these machines and ODT Spen uh, you didn't mention in the you uh, didn't mention what the initial stands for I suppose Onadex something something Uh, no or die trying Oh, because uh, the, the, the character in there says, uh, "We plan to live forever." Dot dot dot, or die trying. 
and that's where the name of the company came from. Oh, uh, I didn't figure it out. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. It was just just there for us. <laughs> okay. Uh, was that story planned as a chapter in the Four Heretic trilogy, or it was made completely apart? It was um, originally. I, I'm very much interested in this kind of stuff. Um, I do plan to live forever or die trying. And uh, with the whole HRD thread in Refugee, it was something I wanted to delve into a little bit more in Book Three. So I, I wrote basically a chapter that was very similar to this uh, in the original draft of Reunion, and it was cut for length and structural reasons, which made sense because it felt like it was it wasn't really part of the novel. It felt like it was um, a, a step away from the main thrust of the action which was the Yuzhan Bong and everything like that. Uh, so when uh, Dave Gross, the editor of Insider, put a call out looking for short stories, I thought, ah, here's my chance to do something with this stuff because we had had some feedback from fans saying, where did the HRDs come from? You sort of mentioned really briefly where they come from in, in, in uh, Refugee, but it, it's never gone into any detail. So I thought, well, here's my chance to take all that research that I did and, and put it into a short story. So I, I dragged out the chapter off my file, had a read of it, and thought, this actually reads okay. So I bounced it across to Dave, who agreed. They bounced it off the Lucas licensing people. They agreed. Uh, so we, we wrote it up as a short story, and I was very, very glad they, they accepted it. That's cool. Uh, how were you approached? Uh, did did, did uh, the editor came to you, or uh, you send your story to uh, Dave Gross? Uh, well, Dave, uh, just, just sort of put a call out to all the NJO, NJO authors saying, you know, we're starting a new year, we're looking for short stories, love to hear anything you've got. So it was sort of like an open kind of invitation to submit anything, and uh, I'd never submitted anything to Insider before and, and hadn't had any contact with Dave either. So with some nervousness and sort of thinking maybe that the, the slots might already have filled, I dropped him a line and said, are you interested? And he came back straight away and said, yep, sure, let's have a look. Okay, so you... Really good experience working with Dave. It's, uh, it was very, very smooth. <laughs> yeah. So you weren't uh, imposed uh, to a strict uh, time frame or a character, in this case, Jaina, and the Force Heretic period. It was definitely up to you? Well, it was, uh, yeah, it was up to me. Uh, I knew that the, the once we sort of, they'd seen the story, uh, they wanted to, to get it in this issue of Insider, which um, they had a real... Um, uh, theme on sort of heroines from Star Wars in this particular issue so a story featuring Jaina really suited them and they were very keen on that so it kind of fell into place perfectly one of those things where everything just seemed to go right <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a cool twist between the villain and Dash Randar in the story yes. uh, why Dash Randar or where did the idea came up well, one of the, the great things that I really enjoyed about working with the NJO or in the extended universe in general was that it's such a such a rich and complicated world. And uh, I, it, it, whenever I was doing research, I'd come across all these really interesting threads that kind of never, or to my eyes anyway, never kind of were resolved. So the whole Dash Render thing was just sort of hanging there and... Uh, and, and Yuri and all the other characters, all the HRD stories were just sort of sitting there, to my eyes anyway, feeling like they were just waiting to be used. So when I was doing all that research, always in the back of my head, I was thinking, this kind of all connects together really, really well. So it felt natural to me that um, they should be used. <laughs> uh, and so the idea just fell into place for this particular thread. And I will see that fans like those kind of references, you know. Yeah, they do. And, and, and I love that sort of thing too. I love it when... when um, Connections are made in my favorite shows and in the Star Wars universe, and and uh, and it's just as much for my own pleasure as for the fans doing this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of the the, the book Sister's Deception that will be coming out uh, next month about Obi Wan 
going to a planet to evaluate the new organic droid that can be force sensitive, which is kind, ah, which is oh, kind. I'm not aware of that one. I look forward to reading it though. <laughs> which is kind of the same idea that uh, Stanton was proposing to Jaina. That's right. In the story, so. And of course, there was a um, there was a a character, a young apprentice. I've forgotten his name. Who in one of the young Jedi novels uh, was put into a droid uh, and remained force sensitive. Oh. I can't remember what happened to him. Are you sure it's not in uh, uh, True Set Bakura? I'm not sure. I don't remember in the Young Jedi Knights. Uh, look, it could be. It's been a while since I did my research. It, it, he's, he's mentioned in the end of uh, Refugee. Um, I'm pretty sure his name is mentioned there, but I can't remember exactly what his name was now. Okay. Um, sorry. <laughs> That's gone. <laughs> no problem. Okay, next, uh, but did you finally receive your, a copy of the, uh, of the Star Wars Insider? I know the last time we spoke, it was maybe a month or may, almost two months since the uh, the Insider came out and you didn't have received a copy yet. I have a copy right in front of me, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading it with interest. <laughs> okay, uh, now that the NGO, the New Jedi Order series is over, what did you think about the finale? Uh, was it different from what you knew about the story when you wrote Force Heretic? I think um, so much had changed while we were writing Force Heretic um, that I was surprised at how, how neatly it did tie up and how much it did sort of match my expectations. Always when novels are written, there, there are details and riffs that, uh, uh, that, that stray from a synopsis and always surprise. But, uh, but I, I thought that the last two books were just terrific. I, I really enjoyed it. And it was sort of... I mean, I know I didn't write them or, or have much to do with them, but it was sort of a real feeling of pride at seeing the series finish that well. Okay. Um, did, did you like the endings? Were you happy with the endings? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like <laughs> it. I like it. I think Sebastian and Brian didn't quite like it as much, but the, the, the last, maybe the last chapter, the last two chapters, just round up everything in a, in a beautiful way. To be, to be honest, again, the last three chapters saved the entire last book. <laughs> But wow. it was like the three the three chapters were so intense that yeah. they were like really good and really um, relieving to to to, to read. Yeah. And, and it had to be good. I mean, this, this book was so the series was so huge, and and people had so much invested in it. And not just the the fans, but the the authors and the editors, and <laughs> it really had to be a great ending. And I think they pulled it off. Brian uh, just ran to my library and came up with the the the, the 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 Jedi student that you were talking about, which is Nico Smar. Yes, that's from right. The Children of the Jedi book. Children of the Jedi. Ah, well done. <laughs> I have good researcher. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, your upcoming book is called uh, The Crooked Letter. Uh, what can you tell us about it? And it's about the, uh, the other books of the catac uh, Book of the Cataclysm trilogy or series? Yep. Um, the Crooked Letter is... Uh, I had a, a fantasy series published here in Australia called The Books of the Change. Mm -hmm. It was very successful. And uh, uh, the books of the Cataclysm are kind of... Um, They're, they're designed to stand alone, but for people who've read the books of the change, there are things in it that will be recognizable in the books of the Cataclysm. Uh, the Crooked Letter is kind of a, a prequel. It's set now. It's a very dark fantasy novel, and it uh, charts the the end of the end of our world and the transformation to a new world. The, the premise is basically if uh, if you have two identical twins that are connected psychically, and one of them dies and goes into a, a weird kind of afterlife, 
what happens to that connection between them? Does it does it stay intact? Can one see what life after death is like? Um, and various ramifications of that kind of question. So it's it's a dark fantasy. Yeah. Coming out next month. Next month? <laughs> uh, in Australia or uh, internationally? Uh, it's only Australia at the moment. Uh, I'm just about to send the manuscript to the States and uh, we anticipate doing it there. Okay. Uh, do you still DJ in your free time or what else do you do? I do DJ. Uh, I, in fact, a couple of weeks ago I DJed in Canberra uh, at the National Science Fiction Convention. Oh, that's cool. Where yeah, a friend and I DJed to a crowd of I don't know, a couple of hundred people dancing all night long. <laughs> <laughs> It's good fun. I don't get much time to do it these days. I'm, I'm always writing and meeting deadlines and stuff like that. But we still own the equipment. We still get the odd gig. Still, still do it for a bit of fun. Okay, and what kind of music do you play? Ah, uh, look, I'm a bit of a sucker for anything that people will dance to. So uh, we play uh, a bit of disco, we play a lot of 80s stuff. The 90s seem to be coming back again, so we're finally playing a bit of 90s, D-Light and Young MC, all that dreadful kind of stuff. Kylie Minogue always gets the spin. Yeah. And okay. we're shameless. <laughs> <laughs> I should come to Canada and I'll DJ for a con over there. <laughs> oh. You know, we have a convention coming up in November, so... <laughs> well, ah, well, there you go. <laughs> I've officially put my name forward. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else to promote? Um, oh, well, I'm hoping that uh, people who read the Orphan series uh, enjoyed the end of the series with Heirs of Earth. Okay. Shane and I are doing a new series next year. That's a long way off, but uh, but we're looking forward to that coming out already. That's great. And you can you can find everything you need to know about Sean on his website, which is www.shawnwilliams.com, right? That's right. Okay. And uh, what's Shane's uh, what Shane's doing right now? He's not here, obviously, but uh, what is he doing? Well, Shane sends his apologies. Uh, he's away for the weekend working on a new book, a solo book. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yes, he's, he's going very well at it. I'm looking forward to reading it. It's almost finished, I understand. So <laughs> <laughs> I will look forward to having a look at it. So we'll say hi for us? We certainly do. And he says hi to you guys. Thanks. Well, Sean, it's over. It's, it was very short, but it was pleasant. Ah, lovely. Lovely to speak to you guys again. Hopefully it'll be, we'll be talking again soon. I hope so. Eh? We'll uh, send your name again. <laughs> so uh, if you, uh, maybe we could talk to you after you, uh, you read The Sister's Deception, the book we were talking about. Yes, yes. Since yes there, I'd like to do that, actually. Since okay. there's some kind no, of... Since there's some kind the of... Yeah, since the, there's some kind of a link with the story you wrote, so... Yeah. So, uh, That'd be great. Thanks a lot, Shane. Thank you. My pleasure. Bye. Bye. Here you go. So this was Sean Williams, author of Or Die Trying. You should pick him, pick it up. It's a pretty simple story, but there's some kind of there's some revelation between uh, Han Solo, Dash Randar, the the villain, and the they're actually cousins, brothers. <gasps> they are. Yeah. Shibby. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll be talking uh, to Nathan. So uh, <laughs> we're shutting you, up. You are again. You are silenced. <laughs> Kit Fisto, poor Kit Fisto. He's been silenced all night. I know. I know. All the ladies out there really miss him. What the hell is that? I think that's is not the right ringing. It actually. S it seems like a ringing. It's the same ringing that we got with the uh, Cefeterian last time. <laughs> It's some sort of ringing. I'm gonna try again. <laughs> Nathan, Nathan, Nathan. 
Is this Reagan? That, that, that's the same problem that when Nathan didn't hear the phone ringing, so... Or try something. Oh, probably he has a message on his uh, answering, answering machine. That's so it. Well... We're, we're going to be... Is he online? Yeah, he's online, but he's not trying here. He's not hearing the phone again, so... We're doing it by end. And again, just say to him that he, he probably has a message on the answering machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we're, sad. we're gonna go uh, into a musical break and we'll come back with the community update and probably Nathan. Well, we'll come back with hopefully Nathan yeah. and then the community update. That's it. So we're gonna go to Sugar Ray and we'll we're be gonna right be back. listening to Sugar Ray when it's over and we'll be right back on Star Wars on Direct.
shut up after you get back on the air. <laughs> so <laughs> it's difficult for you, I know. But <laughs> Hi, this is Mike Gallo, the producer for Star Wars Night Sail Republic for LucasArts. And this is Star Wars on Direct. Welcome back to Star Wars Under the what? Voice of Star Wars Fandom. Isn't that disturbing? <laughs> you, you think you're Darth Vader or something? I don't know, I was just throwing out like the echo sound effect, you know, with the blasting. Oh, okay. It's kind of cool though. <laughs> But I do prefer my, my real voice better. So we're back on the air with uh, Nathan Butler, who mm. recently got, we don't know how, a story through Dark Horse Comics, and it's going to be published in the future Star Wars Tales number 21. So, Nathan. Yes. Welcome to the show. Hey. What's Once up? more. <laughs> And, uh, Congratulations for your promotion. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, what is going to be the story about? Uh, well, what I can say at the moment is uh, the implant stuff and everything. Um, what I can say at the moment is it is a story set during the New Jedi Order. Um, and it's bringing back Kyle Katarn and Jan Ors for... What I think is the first time in, I think it's the first time in a comic, it's the, uh, they had done the graphic novels through Dark Horse before, like the, uh, the, the ones that were text with the, the images by Dorman. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously he's been in the games and he got a couple of one-liners in a couple of books, but yeah. they haven't really tried to focus on him. And when I, when I, we had started working out the era and the pitch and everything, the character I decided to use was Kyle just to kind of, bring him back in because he was always one of the, the favorites of mine but it's called uh, Equals and Opposites unless the, the title gets changed somewhere along the way mm -hmm. and it'll be uh, Star Wars Tales 21 in September and how did, did you actually get the gig to do that? a um, couple of things the, the official line is that uh, uh, Jeremy Barlow had you know he, he was in, in need of getting some new people to start writing for Tales because he's taking over Tales starting with number 21 Mm -hmm. kind of planning it about a year year ahead of time in each case and just was looking for new people and he'd seen uh, my timeline the Star Wars timeline gold around and maybe heard some other people talking about it because I know a couple other people have, uh, who, who are writers um, for the Star Wars stuff have used it like Dan Wallace and it just kind of gave him a feel that I could handle the continuity stuff I don't know if he heard uh, any of the audio dramas I would think yeah. that he probably did to know whether or not I could write yeah. but I don't know if they can listen. I don't know if it's possible to listen to that those legally you unsolicited ideas thing. But yeah, basically he uh, he just uh, dropped me an email one day, um, and we had gone through this whole thing early last year where uh, Randy Stradley and I were butting heads quite a bit, <laughs> and uh, and Barlow had acted as the mediary, kind of saying, "Well, here's what we're trying to do to fix things. Yes, this, yes, that," and tried to kind of explain the thing away, and. You know, here about a year later, he emails me and basically says, uh, at the risk of compromising your position as the loyal opposition, you know, how would you feel about doing a story in Tales? And obviously I said, yes, 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 you know. <laughs> um, I did make sure that it wasn't going to adversely affect, you know, fan works or any of the stuff that I'd done or the show or anything like that before I said yes. But, I mean, that, that would have been just a tough choice, but I probably would have still done it. Um, it, was just, it was just an offer based on the fact that They needed new people, and I guess my name was just kind of on the list from some of the stuff I'd done out there. I was, I was pretty surprised at first. I was thinking, you know, 
it's a joke or what? And he's like, no, I'm, I'm dead serious. They look at the blacklist and, oh, Nathan's right up there. Yeah, like, are you looking at, are you sure you're looking at the list of people you, that you want and not the list of people, you know, to never, never let in the door? <laughs> yeah, but, um, that we, I got the email in March. We worked on the pitch, um, like the story summaries throughout March and the beginning of April. And then by, um, the end of April, we had the final script pretty well done and we got the word from John Rensler at Lucasfilm because it had to be approved by Dark Horse and Lucasfilm and since it's Kyle LucasArts LucasArts, yeah um, we got the final approval on that um, I guess about a week ago uh, whenever I was finally able to put that news bite up on FanWorks about it mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's been about a two month, two month process something like that do you have any idea when Dark Horse will announce the more detailed storyline or uh Um, they'll be, I know that the, whatchamacallit, the, uh, uh, the solicitations will go up, I think the solicitations for September go up in, I believe it's early June, because I think they just put out the one for August. Okay. When they put that up, they'll say Star Wars Tales number 21 with, um, and they'll name the three different writers, three different, you know, artists and everything. In my case, it's, um, uh, I can't remember pr pronounce the guy's name. It's James Reyes or Reyes, um, who did some of the early Transformers Armada comics. Okay. The guy that's doing the artwork. So they'll announce, you know, the different teams that are in it, the different stories, maybe give a little blurb about it, uh, maybe show show the uh, the cover. I'm not really even sure yet. I've got an, a vague idea of what the cover looks like. I don't think it has anything to do with my particular story. Okay. Um, but anything like that, probably June. I know that uh, that, that it's still in mid-process now. I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot to show or tell, really. <laughs> okay, now you have an impl a Lucasfilm implant, so... Uh Uh, how painful it is to get it uh, implanted. <laughs> like I said, I did. I, I, I think it was. I think it was in the uh, the letter that I got. I think you know, you, you get the two contracts, the Lucasfilm and the Dark Horse. You open it up. There's a white powder, <laughs> anthrax or something like that. But all inside it must be nanobots because that's the only exposure. You know, see, the only thing I've been exposed to. I don't think I've been abducted by aliens or. You know, caught and pulled into a dark alley and had something plugged into my head, so... <laughs> but, but, but probably that your phone line has been tapped since yeah, we, ha we had problem connecting to you, calling you. That too. That's been going on for a while, though. So either they were, you know, they were looking out for me and kind of scouting, or they just do that to anybody who's pissed them off in the past. I'm going to have to check my phone line, you know. I, I think it's the second one. <laughs> and, and you know that, that white powder probably was anthrax, but somehow you got to be immune to it. So, you know, they were trying to get rid of you, but it just didn't work. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It sounds like it. They, uh, uh, it's, it, it was kind of a surprise uh, as far as just, you know, me getting it. But also, uh, uh, it was sort of a good surprise to the folks on the Dark Horse uh, boards, maybe even some of the Dark Horse team, just in terms of, uh, of, you know, look, we've converted somebody who was so, you know, so against what we were doing at one point and all that kind of stuff. So, so I don't know, you know, maybe they were trying to rub me out and then like, shit, now we gotta, now we gotta offer the guy something because, you know, if he ever finds out what we tried to do to him, <laughs> kind of a blackmail sort of thing. There you go. Well, that's cool. We're jealous now. <laughs> well, it's, it, it's 14 pages. It's one story. I, I'm, I like the fact that they're paying me. That's good. Always good to be paid to be part of Star Wars, like yeah. like Paul Inns was saying a little bit ago. But um, 
Uh, for right now, it's just kind of a one-shot gig. It's like a freelance thing. You you write it, you sign, you sign your life away, and say, you know, here you go. Um, and I mean, I may come back. I think, like me and Jeremy, we've we, we've suggested the possibility of maybe coming, uh, me doing one the next year, possibly. Um, and and there, there was a second pitch that we were working on. Actually, at one point, we abandoned the Kyle and Jan pitch entirely, and started up an entirely different one. And that different one got approved. It just didn't get approved for Kyle as the main character. So there's always a chance that that one may come back up at some point. So for okay. right now, it's a one-shot thing. But you know, I'm optimistic that hopefully it could lead to, you know, if nothing else, just another tale story sometime. But this one's gonna be this one's gonna be displayed. I got my my little 45% scale lightsaber replica um, from StarWarsShop.com. Yeah. <laughs> get that set and put the the. Uh, the comic book right beside it, put it up on a mantle or something like that, and say, look, see, I was able to pull it yeah. off. One one life goal down, and I'm only 24. So. <laughs> That's cool. And hopefully, uh, but, but would you uh, change careers if they offered you a... Uh, if it was like, would I, let's see, would I change careers? Depends on where I would live. Uh, but it also, I mean, this kind of thing, I mean, it's... I'm not allowed to talk about the, the specifics of the money, mm-hmm. or as like the, the payment goes. Um, doing if if it was a regular thing and you could get these freelance gigs over and over again, like a bunch of them, then I could see how somebody could make a living at it here. But uh, just as a one once in a while kind of thing, you know, I no, <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine anybody being able to pull that off. That's a, that's why it always amazes me. People like or like Reyes. Um, who does who's doing the artwork for this? But also did Armada and has done some other stuff. Uh, I think it was a, a storm warning. I think for for DC Wildstorm. But you know, you, you almost have to have so many different projects going on on your plate at once to keep the money coming in from different directions. Because if you just happen to reach a point where one company doesn't have something new for you to work on, then if you don't have a backup, you know, you have no income. Yeah. And I'm not sure that. Uh, I don't know. I like I like financial security. I'm not sure that I myself <laughs> in that position, but I'd certainly love to have a chance to, you yeah. know, play around with something. You don't. Uh, you, you, you take those opportunities when they they come by. Those kind of opportunities. Say what now? <laughs> you uh, when those opportunities come by, you you jump on them. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of it's it, any kind of thing like this. You know, if if it's if you get the opportunity, you've got to take it, unless there's something something big. Like, I don't know what I would have said had I been told, yes, you can do this, but I mean, if it said it means an end to the timeline, yeah, that would have been done, because the timeline is something that I kind of waffle back and forth mm-hmm. on whether I still want to do it or not. But if it said, uh, if you do this, you have to not participate in, you know, Star Wars fan works, or you can't do the radio show anymore, you can't do this, can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's... For one... For one Tale story. I almost would have had to say no thanks and just take my, you know, my t- take my pride in the fact that they offered. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people, I mean, I know just from talking to Jeremy, there are people who who wind up submitting pitches and the pitches don't get approved, and you know they don't wind up getting the shot. They got the invite and didn't have something actually wind up being published. So mm-hmm. the invite by itself, to me, was a big deal. Now I'm just kind of sitting back going. Yeah, it's a while till September. I'd love to see the finished thing. I'd like to see some production art as they're going through it. But dang it, send me a check. We, you know, 
hey, we're we're past the stressful part now. Now we're into just the sit back and and wait and see stage. Well, that's cool. I'm sure we'll be uh, hearing a lot about this either on Chrono Radio or uh, other shows, and you probably will come back on the air with us as uh, further information leaks leaks out. Sure, sure, sure. What, what, what little I can say, I'll say. It's, uh, uh, what I'll be interested in is seeing, what I'm interested in most is seeing how people who right now don't like Kyle because of how he's been portrayed in the last couple games react to seeing this story. So that'd be something that, you know, I, 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 I'm really interested in hearing about it and you guys being, you know, the, the show that is able to get the most fan opinions out there. I'm sure that you'll be able to, you know, to give me a feel for whether or not it's changed anybody's opinions. We'll do a show <laughs> on your on your tail. <laughs> God, <laughs> too much spotlight burning. <laughs> thanks. So uh, we'll send you away on this. Uh, so thanks a lot for being on the show. All right, thanks, guys. And I didn't play your your uh, your intro. I'll play it uh, while we uh, send you off. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye. Here you go. <laughs> and <laughs> we are back on Star Wars on Direct, but right now we're going to go to the community update <laughs> with me, Realme Taze. And welcome back to Star Wars on the Reg, the community update. What? Again, the studio is, is sitting on a big oxygen bomb? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars on the Reg studio are actually sitting on a big oxygen bomb because right downstairs well, from us... that's true. <laughs> there's an old lady actually using oxygen in order to bring, breed or something. Yeah. And uh, no, that's because the folks actually heard the fire truck pass okay. through. Two times. Two times. And an ambulance. <laughs> yeah. I, c- I can finally speak again. Yes, you yeah, can. You have a voice. Right. We have given you the po- the power to talk. <laughs> Some more. Okay. Well, right now into the events, we're gonna say congratulations to the Atlanta Fan Force because they are actually celebrating their third anniversary today. Yay! Congratulations. And we can also say congratulations to Star Wars community because we're celebrating today the uh, release of Star Wars Episode Two uh, or One One Star Wars Episode One. Early. It was on the on 16th? May 16th. On Are May you sure? Oh no, episode, yeah. episode two was on May 16th. Attack of the Fans. No, no, no. May 19th. No, 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 no. Attack of the 19th. Attack of the Fans was on May 16th. Attack of the Clone. Attack of the Fans, which is the event at okay, which we went yeah, okay. to see Attack it, of the Clones, was, was on May 16th. It was on May 19th. May 16th. Rectify me, please. Attack of the Clone. It's it was okay. officially at midnight on May midnight 01 on May 17th. May 17th. Yeah. Well. Therefore, all of the uh, all of the events happening on May sixteenth. Episode one was May ni- was May nineteenth then. Episode one was May nineteenth. Yeah, and episode two was May sixteenth. So we're we're celebrating. Uh, and um, then episode three will be two years of episode two. Woo! They they said it's the May nineteenth episode three. Yep. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Woohoo! And uh, also the rally NC fan force. Uh, will be holding their next meeting Monday, May 17th at 7 p.m. at Rock Ola Cafe, 2217 Avent Ferry Road, Raleigh... That's what, Norchester? Uh, Raleigh... North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina. <laughs> 
for more information, you can contact the Don Weinstein at yahoo.com. That's D-O-N-W-E-I-N-S-T-E-I-N at yahoo.com. Uh, the Greenville, North Carolina Fan Force will be holding their next meeting on May 25th. For more information, contact, contact Keyhill at PCMH.com. That's K-E-H-I-L-L at PCMH.com. And the Memphis, Tennessee Fan Force chapter will be holding uh, Drive-In Night on Saturday, May 22nd at 6.30 p.m. They will be showing Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. The way it was meant to be seen on a 24-inch wide by 11-inch high outdoor screen. That's feet? 24 feet wide by 11 feet high? Yes. Oh, as in, as in a drive-in. Yes, that's why it's called drive-in. Which, which would be why they called it the drive-in night. <laughs> of course, <laughs> they will have the high outdoor screen complete with digital picture and sound. Be sure to bring lawn chairs, blankets, and coolers. And speaking of the movie, come see it how it was meant to be seen. We'll be showing it on our, on our 24 by 11 feet foot high outdoor screen and uh, for directions to the event you can uh, uh, as well as contact information you can go to www.suspiciousmindtrick.net slash directions with an S that's www.suspiciousmindtrick.net slash directions don't forget that it was George Lucas's birthday this past week yeah yay happy birthday George Eve you're listening. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 0.1% chance. <laughs> wow, you're generous. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> okay, and hey. in terms of conventions coming okay. up, go yeah. ahead. No, I was thinking, hey, we we got 15 minutes left. Woo! That's we can it. actually give our comments. Yeah. We actually have 15 minutes left on the show. Yeah. We have Continue. more time left. Yay! <laughs> the uh, Texas Superhero and Sci-Fi Collectors Expo in Austin, Texas on May 22nd uh, with Star Wars guest Jeremy Bullock as Boba Fett. You can see their website www.texassuperhero.com for more details. The location will be Red Lion Hotel in Austin, Texas and the hours are from Saturday 9 a.m. 9 to 6 p.m. Prices for admission are not listed. The infamous Con Carolina will be coming up June 4th through 6th with Star Wars guest Alan Dean Foster as Star Wars author. John Carney, who is a Star Wars artist. Joe, Joe Carney, who is a Star Wars artist. Alvin Johnson, 501st founder. Star Wars Fanworks and regional 501st group. Uh, yes, Nathan Butler will be there with some other of the folks. Of the they I will believe. do a a live show there they will be doing a live show from the convention uh, charity auction costume contest fun trooper Minuteman contest sci-fi screen text Star Trek Star Wars sci-fi whose line is anyway and gaming are on the list of the events location is the Marriott Executive Park 5700 West Park Drive Charlotte uh, North Carolina 28217 P.O. Box Hours are from Friday 3 p.m. to 11 p.m., Saturday 9 a.m. to 11 p.m., Sunday 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Admissions are for for adult before May 15th. Well, basically before yesterday, so just forget it. <laughs> Were $25, now and they are, now, they are now $35. And uh, for children aged between 6 and 14, it's uh, $15, and it's free for children under 6. For more information, you can visit their website at www.secfi.org slash Carolinas. Or just tap Con Carolinas in Google's, and uh, 
you'll pretty much end up there, I believe. There's going to be the Mighty Minicon and in Syracuse, New York from June 56 with Star Wars guests Jeremy Bullock, Boba Fett, Sean Crawford, Yakface, Tim Dry was whipped. Uh, the hours are from Saturday 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sunday 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Admission is $7 for adult. Orca members $6 with ID. Children's are $3 and 7 and under are free with a paid adult admission. For more information, you can go to www.mightyminicon.com. The Adventure Con will be happening in Knoxville, Tennessee, the same weekend of June 5 to 6. Star Wars guests include Anthony Tiara Daniels, C3PO, David Prowse, Felix Sela, who was, Englider, who was the Englider Ewok, Eric Wa- Walker, who was Mace, the one in Ewok movies, and the location is at the Knoxville Exposition Center, formerly known as the I-75 Expo, uh, 5441 Clinton Highway in Knoxville, Tennessee. Hours are from Saturday 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. and from Sunday 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Admission are $6 for adults and six children's under 6 are can, can go in free with a paid adult admission. For more infor- information, you can go to www.adventurecon.com You know, this is starting to feel like TV ads. It's like I get my voice and I'm just like... <laughs> Saying what's gonna, what's coming up next week? Next week, <laughs> June 6, 2004, we'll also see comic book and card show in Falls Church, Virginia. Virginia. Star Wars guests includes Shannon McRandall, who's married Jade. Uh, the location is the Double Tree Hotel, Tyson's Corner in Virginia. Uh, Sunday, the hours are from Sunday 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Admission is three dollars. For more information, you can visit their website at www.capicons.com/slash 040606 underscore ty dot htm or go on google and just type comic book and card show falls church virginia <laughs> yeah that's probably going to be easier and that's going to st- that's going to do it for the conventions centers and in terms of events uh, we're probably going to be doing some more shows in the coming weeks so we hope you're going to be listening because we're not taking off for the summer no 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 we keep working we keep working for you we hope you're good listening <laughs> Please <laughs> And uh, how much time do we have left? Hey, we got 10 minutes left, people Wow It's a it's lot It's impossible <laughs> yeah, I can't rushed. believe it What's wrong? <laughs> Something's wrong What did we forget? <laughs> I don't know hmm. Hmm. Well, maybe we could underline something well, What up. do you want for upcoming shows? No Give us a line. Drop us yeah. a line. Quickly. Yeah, dro- drop us a line quickly. What do you want for, for upcoming shows? And in the meantime... Do we mention what we're pla- trying to, uh, to no. have? No? No. Okay. Let's not do it. <laughs> okay, right. We don't want to jinx it. <laughs> as, you, as you say. <laughs> yeah. So very often. And um, just I'm just going to underline the birthday of one of our listeners in the uh, coming uh, days. Cheetor 84 is yeah. going to be is going to be turning 20 mm. on June 4th. That's over the hill. What is it's over the only hill? going downhill after that. Once <laughs> you turn 20, yeah, I'm, a, I'm six months away. Oh boy. Yeah, but you know what the sad thing is for you for both of you? What? You still won't be legal drinking age when, you, when you attend Star Wars Celebration 3. Sniff, sniff. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> Yeah. Sorry for you guys. But well, he, he probably will pass for 21 before me. Probably. Because I look younger than you. I think. Maybe my gray hair will uh, not. Uh, well, you as long as I shave. 
Yeah, that's it. No. If he shaves, if he gets all those patchy facial hairs out of his face, that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be good. <laughs> what what was wrong, uh, Kit? The patchy <laughs> or the facial I won't hair? I say what I'm thinking. <laughs> In any case, um, I'll probably pass mature wise as 21 before you will. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> most definitely. That is nothing that we're going to be want. Yet we're going to be trying to subdue or fight a pass off, fight for or whatever. Um, our dear friend Ta- from Tatooine t- TV and Jeff Roney Production, Jeff Roney, uh, will actually be going to Comic Con this summer in uh, San Diego, and uh, he's probably going to be one of our Star Wars and Direct correspondents over there. If you'd like to accompany him and uh, help him out in the tremendous task that will be representing Star Wars on Direct and uh, trying to get some interviews and stuff like that, you can contact us at studio at swendirect.com with the title SWD Correspondent in the subject line. And we will try to get you in free as as reporter or something. Stop promising that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we will try. To we, we'll try our darn artist. And I've been doing. To, I've been able to do some miracles in the past few days. So, who knows what I'll be able to do? Mm. He turned water into wine. Who knows what's next? <laughs> yeah, that goes with the long hair and beard. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which is not bad. He's like he's like, <laughs> like yours. <laughs> he's like Sam's Sam's day off. He's like Samsung. If we. Cut off his air, he loses it. power. It's like Achilles' heels. Achilles. Achilles. There you go. You can. It's like it. Achilles' heels. It's like that's my that's my sensible point. The next show will be on May 30th, Yay. and um, we are still thinking about the subject. Oh yes, don't don't forget about that. <laughs> we are still thinking about the subject for this show. Uh, we hope it's going to be a subject that you will be attending because it's going to be most definitely a, uh, a subject that will need many fans' uh, input. Input, most definitely. That we, we can tell you that now. Whatever if, it's going to be, if it goes on the air, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to need a lot of fan input. Uh, I'd like to take a few moments to mention the newsletter. To subscribe, all you have to do is send a blank email to SWD Newsletter. Is there like supposed to be an S there? Mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> SWD Newsletter uh, dash subscribe at yahoogroups.ca. Why did you went to yahoogroups.ca? Go to dot com. <laughs> it's kind of checking the IP and yeah, I know it's, uh, it's redirecting yeah. you directly to yahoogroups.ca. Anymails dot com. Yeah. Hey. Proxy. Use a proxy yeah, server. <laughs> um, and uh, anyway, if you don't remember, just go to the Star Wars on Direct website, and on the first page there there is a link. So just cut and paste the the uh, email the address and just send it to us. Uh, basically, this says it's it's easy as one to train. It's going to remind you every time that we actually have a show. It's also going to tell you about what the show is all about. Yeah, and have some information before it's even on our website. So. That's it. You get exclusive information. Yeah. And who knows? Eventually, we might even send some, like, I don't know, maple syrup to some of the, the folks that decide. <laughs> winning, winning perks of Star Wars on Direct. Get some free maple syrup from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, if you have any comments on the show, or you would like to make suggestions for upcoming subjects, please send an email to studio at swendirect.com. If you like the show, we suggest that you talk about it about around yourself. Word to mouth is the best publicity yet that we can have by our listeners. Um, of course, you can also always show up in the chat room directly and drop us any suggestion you like, or even add the user swendirect at hotmail.com to your messenger list. We uh, sometimes pop up here and then just to uh, check out what our friends' uh, listeners are actually going around doing in their normal life schedule days. We'd like to take a second to, take on, to thank our sponsors, Sitland.net, Legends Action Figures on uh, St. Hubert Street here in Montreal, our web host, simple-net.ca. Legends also have a website you can visit, which is called www.legendsactionfigures.com. Also, get- if you read the Gazette, there was a full-page article about Legends in the paper Wednesday, if I do believe. And they were also in the banter tracks of the last Towers Insider. Exactly. Yeah. Just, go to the Towers and Just go to the Towers on Direct website, click on the icon. And on the all the pages. One, two, three. And simple-net.ca is offering incredible uh, web hosting services, even better than Pear.com. Who's actually hosting? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Tom's Hardware Guide. And by the way... I'm going to take a second and say hi to Darren from Tom's Hardware because he's a really cool guy and he actually got to try poutine the last time he was here in Quebec for Pure Land 6. And no, he will never eat poutine again. <laughs> Which is unfortunate. Yes. You get used to it after a while. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to thank our partners. FurryConflict.com, Trick Wars, the Furry Conflict audio drama, Episode3.net, MillenniumFalcon.com, TheForce.net, your daily dose of Star Wars, Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target, and of course, StarWarsFanWords.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio. This is Real Mutes. We're going to try this again. This is Real Mutes. And Kit Fisto. Saying, see ya next time on Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. This show has been brought to you by SimpleNet. Webmasters, online gamers, or administrators of e-business. At SimpleNet, we will always have a solution to meet your needs. You were listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. sure to visit www.swanzevec.com for more information about upcoming shows. Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. 
Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. Cyclan.net, c'est... Les toutes dernières actualités sur l'univers Star Wars. Plusieurs dossiers sur la saga. Des événements et rencontres entre fans. Un énorme forum de discussion. Une radio web à contenu 100% Star Wars incluant une ligne ouverte en direct. Plusieurs concours ouverts au Québec et en Europe. Et bien plus encore. Ne résistez pas à la tentation du côté obscur. Cliquez sur le www.citlan.net. StarWarsFanWorks.com The home of Star Wars fan audio on the internet. It's your home for Star Wars fan audio genre news, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas, with behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an internet movie database-style directory of the entire Star Wars fan audio community, and the only fan audio community-recognized Star Wars fan audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound. Hi everybody, this is Josh from TheForce.net. When you get online, be sure to stop by the number one fan site for Star Wars for your daily dose. Our Star Wars news is updated literally a dozen times a day. We cover everything from the upcoming Episode 3 to the latest video games and collecting news. If it's connected to Star Wars, you'll find it on TFN. Post your thoughts about Star Wars, react to the latest news in the Jedi Council forums, over 10,000 posts a day. Stop by our side of the internet, theforce.net, your daily dose of Star Wars. Galactic Hunter, the place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures, to comics, games, prop collectibles, and events. Everything is covered and reviewed. Join our fan community in the Bounty Hunter Collective Forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target. Sir, if you'll not be meeting me, I'll close down for a while. 